Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and ZZ Top with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a weird day. Cloudy and showers and then uh, a high of 53, but the temperature is going to drop throughout the day. It's going to be in the 40s through most of it. Tonight, cloudy and 29 for tomorrow. Cloudy, a high of 35. 39 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. What a hell of a Friday this is going to be. First of all, Open Line Friday is going to be today. Uh, it's payday. And also comedian Marty Caproni will be here after 8 o'clock. So right there, you got your whole damn show. All mapped out. It's almost like Steve and I will have nothing to do. Just about 5.36 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.51 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, rainy today with a high of 53. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 33. It's 51 in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, Here's how fast life can come at you. On Tuesday night, Lisa Marie Presley was at the Golden Globes uh, drinking in Austin B. Uh, Butler's win for uh, playing her dad. You know, she was yeah, there right. celebrating. And then yesterday, her heart gives out at her home and she dies at the hospital. Unbelievable. Her mother, Priscilla Presley, said, quote, It is with heavy heart that I must share the devastating news that my beautiful daughter, Lisa Marie, has left us. She was the most passionate, strong, and loving woman I have ever known. We ask for privacy as we try to deal with this profound loss. Lisa Marie would have been 55 next month. She was nine when Elvis died in 1977. She has three kids, including actress Riley Keough. Another uh, child, 27-year-old Benjamin, took his own life in July of 2020. Lisa struggled with the uh, grief over his death. In fact, her last Instagram post was on National Grief Awareness Day. She also had her battles with drug addiction. She was married to Michael Jackson and Nicolas Cage and two other dudes. You know, uh... You hear stories like this, and it should remind us that no matter how successful or how great our lives seem or how great somebody else's life seems, mm-hmm. everyone's going through their own uh, their own demons and nightmares. Absolutely. So, I mean, not me, but a lot of other people. Oh, yeah. You're the exception to the rule. You're the, yeah. uh, you're the one that's all, you're smooth as silk. You're okay. It's all sliding off my back, but not everybody has that sort of luxury. That's true. Uh, Pamela Anderson says uh, no one was supposed to see her sex tape with Tommy Lee. Quote, it was two crazy naked people in love. We were naked all the time and filming each other and being silly. But those tapes were not meant for anybody else to see. You know, uh, after watching that, uh, you know, uh, what do they call that? It wasn't a documentary. It was a a docu-series. Docu-series. I guess. Were a they bio series. Bio series, because they they obviously were actors that did all that. I I, be, I believe that. I believe that that uh, that was this private thing, and Tommy Lee is an idiot, mm-hmm. and uh, and let that thing get stolen. You know the dude talks to his penis, and the well, penis talks back to him. You you don't do that. There was a whole movie about that back in the 80s called Me and Him. Do you remember this? I do. Where the guy's uh, thing is talking to him? Mm-hmm. 
Well, listen, I don't have conversations uh, with it. I know it does have a mind of its own. You don't have to. You don't say, hey, little buddy. Hey, hey there. Why are you doing this now? Yeah, why, why, why must you, why must you hide at a time when I need you? You're never around when, 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 when the yeah. when the chips are down. Yeah, you were there at church on Sunday morning, but you're not here now. You were there in that bus ride. Yeah. <laughs> we should have a whole conversation with our uh, with our members. <laughs> Uh, the mother of one of Jeffrey Dahmer's victims was not happy to see Evan Peters win a Golden Globe for playing Dahmer. Quote, it's a shame that people can take our tragedy and make money. The victims never saw a cent. We go through these emotions every day. I, uh, I tend to agree with that. <clears throat> I, I, I do agree with it. But on the other hand, the guy put out a great performance. So... Yeah, you kind of like. I mean, on one hand, you want to celebrate well, his great work, and on the other hand, it's exploitive of all these uh, all these she families. Al- she also said that it, it's not against him; it's not against Evan Peters. This is just part of her protest to the people who made the show. And I totally get it. Mm-hmm. It's the same reason why you know, people complained when Lionel Dahmer wanted to write a book. They thought, well, why should he benefit financially off of this? When all of us are suffering Which, from the pain that, of what his son left behind. Well, that was yeah, because that was his dad, right? Yeah. Well, because uh, you know the guy's life was probably ruined. He probably needed some money to live. You know what I mean? Like, oh no, no, no. I, I mean, listen, you, I get it, but I also understand it from the victim's perspective. It's like, yeah. well, wait a minute now. Well, if anyone's going to profit, maybe it should be those of us who have really experienced loss. Should be the profit sharing uh, club. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Jack Nicholson's friends are worried he'll die alone like Marlon Brando. He's reclusive and hasn't left his house in over a year, but he does get visits from his kids. You haven't seen him out very much, have you? No, but you know what? If that's what he wants to do, then let him do that. Well, you also don't know, unfortunately, what kind of shape he's in. Maybe he can't really leave the house at all. I mean, he's not a young fella. What is he, uh, 80-something? He's, he's like 85? Uh, 85, 86, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 85 guy, 85-year-old guy. Yeah, but I'm sure he is known for not necessarily taking care of himself. Well, maybe he's got somebody that comes over and uh, takes care of him. Maybe. Maybe he's got a Helen Hunt, you know, picking up the old man like she did in that movie 30 years ago. All right. Who's using his Laker tickets, by the way? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good uh, question. Yeah. Because he's got those uh, floor seats, right? Those had to cost a pretty penny. Did he give those up? I don't know. Maybe he uh, gave them to his son, little Jack Nicholson. I, I don't know. On a podcast this week, Gina Davis described when Bill Murray, in his clown costume, yelled and cussed at her on the set of 1989's Quick Change. She said it's still emotional for her to talk about because she felt ashamed and blamed herself for his behavior. Well, you know, uh, it's not her fault. He behaved like a jackass. Uh, yeah, he's a, he slams into the trailer with rage coming out of his eyeballs and starts screaming at me and swearing at me. Get the F out of here. What the F are you doing? Move! You know, back in the day when that movie was out, yeah. and if uh, Gina Davis were like right next to me, i try to be as nice and as pleasant as possible. Yeah, Gina Davis... Uh I liked her. I did too. Yeah. Whatever happened to her? How come she uh, she didn't become more popular? I don't know. Well, either way. 
Uh, do you want to hear about the uh, Kardashians? Because I know you do. Do I? Kanye West married his fashion designer uh, employee a mere two months after he finalized the divorce with Kim Kardashian. That was, that was quick. A quick switch up. Right? Well, she, she must have had something to say. She goes, Oh my God, the last time I had a quick switch up like that was when Ray J and his friend did the pump and munch rotisserie in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. That's more of a visual. Yeah, no, you really have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caitlin? When I've got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once gave her the San Francisco steam train. <laughs> a little pie, pie. We went for a little pie eating contest up at Ricky Lake. <laughs> What do you ever go there? You ever no, go to Ricky Lake? No, I never. It's have. lovely this time of year. What are you trying the to say? Fish are amazing. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, I munched on her purple cabbage, uh, purple cabbage, even though the painters had been in there for the better part of the week. <laughs> yeah, you know, they were doing all their work. You know, I think that's disgusting, but I can't be sure. <laughs> that's the thing about it. I'm just talking about painting backs. I don't know what you're talking about. A natural Hollywood trash on Rock 102. This is View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know if many of you were aware of this, but the NFL playoffs begin tomorrow afternoon. And of all the teams looking to advance into the Super Bowl, you may find that the New England Patriots will not be among them. That's because they'll be watching the playoffs in sadness like the rest of us. You see, the Patriots ended their season mired in a statistical nightmare in which their offense finished last or nearly last in a handful of significant categories. Important ones, too. Things like red zone efficiency, touchdowns, third down conversions. Oh, I could go on. Yesterday, it was announced that perhaps having a defensively-minded assistant coach and another guy known for his ability in coaching special teams should not be the guys running the Patriots' offense. No disrespect to Matt Patricia or Joe Judge, but this would be like having your doctor's receptionist perform brain surgery or prescribe medication. And so, with this in mind, the Patriots announced that they have begun to search for an actual offensive coordinator and reassign Patricia and Judge to other duties. This, of course, makes more sense than believing that good coaches can coach anything when clearly they cannot. And as a result, think the results speak for themselves. Now, I know that many of you cynical types will ask, how could Bill Belichick make this sort of mistake? We were all led to believe he was some sort of genius. Well, here's the difference between a genius and everybody else. Geniuses make mistakes all the time. The difference is, is that a genius will learn from those mistakes and fix them, whereas the rest of us will continue to make the same stupid mistakes over and over again. Was not having an offensive coordinator a bad idea? Sure. Didn't we all kind of know that going in? Of course we did. But it takes a genius to prove it and fix it. And that's the stuff that makes Bill Belichick a genius and the rest of us stupid enough to believe that we know better than he does, when clearly we do not. So who are they going to hire for the job? I have no idea. That's a decision best left for a genius, and I am not that guy. But hey, of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Aaron's is the king of snow, and at the Palmer Rockies, Jeffrey is the king of Aaron's, an Aaron's train expert who will show you why you want to blow with the king, an Aaron's snowblower from Rocky's Ace Hardware, winter storm headquarters before and after the storm, your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 612. 
And the Rolling Stones on Rock 102. Why the emphasis on the time? I don't know. Just uh, just feeling like I want to just do it. Uh, Rainy today with a high of 53. Tomorrow, uh, cloudy with a high of 34. It's 51 right now in downtown Springfield. Did you realize that today happens to be payday? Yes. Yes, it does happen to be payday. And uh, matter of fact, all of that's already gone from the uh, trip I went to Costco with uh, yesterday. Yeah, but think of the money you saved. I can't believe how much stuff is. I, you know, I used to buy the because uh, I, I stock up on stuff like the butter. Yeah, the butter, for example, the four they have the four pounds of butter that uh, I usually just take one out and then freeze the rest, and when I'm ready to you know get the one, that's what know, I do. Uh, rotate it out. Fifteen dollars. <laughs> it used to be like eight between eight and nine dollars. You know, eight seventy nine or whatever the heck the, the the price was on that thing. But I'm just like, are you kidding me? And then you walk out of there and you feel like, what did I just buy? I just I just spent all this money and I don't even know what I bought. There were, there was a story this week of uh, well actually but it's like an internet story that's been going around. There's some place I don't even remember where it was was selling a dozen eggs for twenty seven dollars. Who's that? I don't know who's buying it for twenty seven dollars. I don't. You're good. I mean, I mean, you go when I go buy eggs. I tried to get the not the most expensive ones. I try to go for the cheap ones. Yeah. And if an egg or two is cracked in the in the box, those are the ones I use first. You use the cracked eggs? Well, I'm kidding. Oh, I was gonna but say. it's like, man, just, like, just just. But even if it's not twenty seven dollars, the price yeah. of eggs is ridiculous. You know, I mean, they've uh, it, you got to go to the local farm stands, man. That's the where where it's at because they're, they're still four dollars, four dollars a dozen, and that might seem like a lot, but they're good eggs too. Yeah. That's not like those uh, the ones in the grocery store that you can tell that they come from some mass produced, you know, egg farm or something. My uh, my sister and uh, my brother in law uh, got chickens. Mm-hmm. Like, they purchased a bunch of chickens so they could get all the eggs. Yeah. And you would think, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Now they got free eggs. But, you know, they had to spend money on a chicken coop and chicken food and chicken feed yeah. and all that other stuff. There's a, there's a there's an outlay of money to get free eggs. I always wondered how profitable or, you know, much of a loss you're going to take by having chickens at your house. Because, like you just said, all of that stuff. And then you got to fence it in to make sure that... Like predators don't get to it, and there's yes. always predators around, like fox and coyotes. Yeah, because I mean they live in, in a rural town. Right, I mean right. there's always animals out there. Yeah, I know. I noticed uh, there was coyote when I first moved into my house. The previous owner had chickens, and uh, then the chi- they took the chicken coop with them, and but for weeks you could see coyotes. <sighs> hovering around there yeah like early in the morning because they need the eggs because they they probably knew that there was a free feast down there on uh in in huntington at my house and then they then they realized oh he's got nothing to eat down there <laughs> he's got no food uh but you could buy a bunch of food you could uh go on a big shopping spree if you won the mega millions jackpot tonight which is up to an estimated 1.35 billion dollars remember yesterday when you asked me you know, if you won the jackpot what would be the first thing you'd buy yeah and i said groceries yeah well yeah because you need to have 1.35 billion dollars to buy a full week of groceries these days well i would buy a giant uh side of beef yeah, and, and and a cooker big enough to cook it, <laughs> and then invite a bunch of people over for a party. Well, I don't, I don't want people over the house. Why not? Because yeah. you're all going to come there wanting to, uh, you know, a little bit of my one point 
$1.35 billion. Actually, um, yeah, $1.35. Here's here's some weird things about the numbers. It's Friday the 13th. Which means no one's going to win. It's bad luck. You don't think so? At $1.35 billion? That's thirteen thirteen right there. If uh, if it if there's no winner tonight, that'll be like the twenty sixth. I think it's the twenty sixth drawing, in yeah. which there's been no winner. That right. like, takes you back to I think October. Ooh, October. I yeah. remember October. Oh, remember I when do it, too. When it was a mere twenty three million dollars. You know, um, the the cash, uh, the estimated cash is uh, seven hundred seven point nine million. Yeah, I could do with that. I could I could find a way to squeeze by with that. I, that that'd be a hell of a Costco trip. Even if I won the million dollar prize, if I got the five numbers without the Powerball, I would be happy with that. Would you? Yeah. Wouldn't you kind of be a little bitter that you just didn't get that Powerball right? No, because I I don't Sometimes I I think about winning these jackpots and I'm like what a curse that would be. It would be a curse. Your whole life has to upend, and you have to change everything about. You have to cut ties with everybody you know. You have to. It. It doesn't. It's not. I don't think it's as glamorous as people make it out to be. See, I'm waiting for you to mention a bad part. You don't what? You want to cut ties with every single person you've ever known? Well, not you're going to ev- have to do that. Not everybody, but I can think of a good five or six right. that I could you know you know wash my hands of. Uh, here's some. Uh, Lucky and unlucky facts about the drawing. You ready? Yes. Over the past five years, the most commonly drawn number has been fourteen. It's been in. Uh, it's been drawn in nine point seven percent of all drawings since twenty seventeen. The uh, numbers seventeen, ten, thirty one, and thirty eight are also very common, with each occurring in at least nine percent of the drawings. That doesn't mean that they're. That all doesn't mean you're going to win. No. The least drawn numbers are forty nine and fifty one. They've only been drawn four point six percent of the time. The numbers 50, 35, and 55 are also very uncommon. Okay. All right. When Has there com- ever been a number that's never been drawn? Uh, the most overdue number, There's a, every number has been drawn at some point. Sure. Is five. Which that's has the one. A, which has not been drawn since March 18th of 2022. Okay. The, the numbers 49 and 42 are also very overdue. Uh, as for the states with the most jackpot winners, New York is number one, followed by California and New Jersey. But that's due to their high populations and has really nothing to do with luck. Uh, 18 states have never had a jackpot winner. Uh, so 18 of 45 states. Hmm. Everyone's about due, I guess. Uh, when it comes to just the mega ball, the most commonly drawn numbers are 22, 11, and 9. I have noticed that. Yeah. Whenever those uh, that lucky ball comes out, that it's the that it's eleven usually nine or eleven. Ooh, nine eleven. Ooh, no, don't play those numbers. The least common mega balls are eight, seven, and five. Those were, I mean, see. I go with the quick picks. I don't yeah. like to overthink it. You know, some people like pick you know birthdays, anniversaries, uh, stuff like that. Uh, you know, numbers that have some attached meaning. Yeah, I'd almost rather just go in there. You know, lay like you know ten ten dollars down and say five quick picks, please. Yeah, and let let the computers generate it themselves. Any mathematician will tell you that it doesn't that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're randomly generated numbers. Nothing is going to be lucky for you. Yeah, and I and I don't think that there's any number that I would pick that is any 
more special or lucky than any other number? I think it was like four or five years ago. I went over to this uh, this Asian cuisine place here, Tao's. Yes. Right. Yes. And I, and it was one. It was like on a day that the that the jackpot was up pretty high on one of the games, and the and the and the I think the owner was sitting in there, <laughs> op- opening up all the fortune cookies and writing down all the numbers and then playing the numbers in the uh, in the lottery. He had a whole hmm. box of fortune cookies, and he was yeah. taking the fortune cookies out, opening it up, reading the numbers off the back, writing them down, and then submitting the slips. I don't know how many he did. Well, probably didn't win. No, but you know that's usually how they say things happen. You know, people have uh, won uh, because they put their numbers in from a fortune cookie they got at dinner. Uh, that's never happened to me. No, I've, I, you know, I hate to tell you. Anytime I got the the lucky numbers from a fortune cookie, yeah, I've never used them. Never done anything practical with any of those numbers. Those numbers are just the uh, reflect the uh, receipt tape you're going to get from CVS from all the <laughs> from all the medication you had to buy from eating right. the food that you just ate, or because your insurance company refused to pay for them. Right. So, well, good luck to you, sir. Good luck to you. We should have split the ticket. <sighs> Let me ask you this. Yeah. If if I were to win. Uh, you know, and, and let's, and let's just say, yeah, I won the, the whole thing. I mean, the, the yeah, mm-hmm. $1.35 billion and yeah. I didn't, uh, continue my career. Cause I don't, I don't, I frankly, I don't think the audience would, uh, would want to hear from me ever again, frankly. Um, I don't but, think they would either. Pff, there'd be so much hostility against mm-hmm. me. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'd slide you a few bucks. Would you? Yeah. Would you take care of me? Well, I mean, yeah, to, to, to a certain listen, to a certain level. I would not contact you until you contacted me. I will give you that respect. Well, you don't do that anyway. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not having what? conversations in the middle of the afternoon. Hey, Steve, what are you doing? Yeah. I, not, that, that's just not us. Yeah, well, why ruin a good thing? <laughs> It's 623 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Hi, I'm Jeff Serf. It's uh, 625 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Going to be rainy today with a high of 53. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 34. It's 51 right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, the Hawkman is already messaging me this morning. Mm-hmm. He says that if he wins the Powerball, he will yeah. make sure that the Boston Red Sox never win a World Series again in his lifetime. I said, dude, they're doing that all by themselves yeah, for know. free. You don't need anybody <laughs> you don't need, anybody's help on yeah, that. Yeah, don't waste your money. They're, uh-huh. they're doing it all by themselves. Would you like to laugh, Bex? Would I? It's Bex and Nagel's joke of the day. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. On Rock 102. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Springfield's classic rock. All right. Uh, so three rot- Rottweilers are at the vet in the waiting room. Rottweilers. Wait- yeah, waiting to be seen. They're looking at each other with curiosity. And one finally breaks and talks to them and says, hey, what are you doing here? And the other one says, oh, look, I was quietly lying in the sun in the front garden when the postman came through the gate to deliver the mail. And I thought, well, now's my chance. So I ran over and I savaged him. So now I'm here to be put down. The other two expressed their horror as uh, <clears throat> at this as they felt it was a justifiable action, right? Mm-hmm. The second is asked, uh, so what are you doing here? And he proceeds to explain that he was wandering around the garden at his home and this ball came over the fence and hit him on the head. Then a kid ran in to retrieve the ball. 
He explained that uh, then he thought, well, I'm not having any of this, so I ran over and I savaged him. So I'm here to be put down, right? <laughs> okay. And the other two equally uh, horrified at, at this, and they felt that, well, this was a justifiable action as well. It went on for quite a bit, and then one of them asked the uh, the first Rosario, well, we explain why we're here. What about you? So he explained his situation. He's like, I was walking about my house, and I walked past the bathroom, and uh, my female owner, I noticed her uh, naked, leaning over the bath as it was running. And I thought, well, this is my opportunity. So I just ran and took it, and I uh, had my way with her. Right? Really? <laughs> okay. And it goes silent for a minute among the other Rottweilers. And then finally they asked, and you're being put down for that? And he goes, oh, no, I'm just here to get my nails clipped. Ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you see that? You see that? <sighs> it's back soon. Oh, no, no, no. The, the, the wrong one. one. Oh, I hit the wrong one. I can't get Steve. this thing in, in the right way that was supposed to be this. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Here. 6.30 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. That includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. Springfield firefighters put out a fire uh, uh, at an apartment on Federal Street. The, it started around 3.30 this morning. 22 News could see fire trucks, Springfield police, and ambulances at the building. Can I just um, point out that usually when there is a fire, you will often find fire trucks not too far away? Well, there was a fire truck and a police car and an ambulance and one of those things that went wee 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 wee. Is that really reporting, or is that just a statement of the obvious? Statement of the obvious. Okay, that's how they do. We're just pointing out things that are here. I would, you know, remember the old-fashioned days where, like, a reporter would uh, get there on scene. There'd be a fire. There'd be police and fire uh, and ambulance in the area and then uh the reporter would get somebody from one of those first responding organizations to make a statement or at least say uh you know no details are available now as opposed to just saying there's a fire and i see trucks remember that guy in uh over in forest park years ago and i can't remember who the reporter was that that uh, oh i think it was nicole nalepa remember her uh, from yeah. channel 3 sure do she uh, she was working for 22 news and this guy and there was a guy who ran into a house and and alerted people uh or saved them from the fire in this in this home in forest park right and then he was then taken to the hospital because he got injured at some point you know in that rescue and then he was back from the hospital Later, like like within a few hours. Okay. And 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 he's back on the scene. He's like in a in a cast. He's got a crutches, but he's all like hopped up on oxys because oh, yeah, that's what yeah. they gave him. Do you remember this guy? I vaguely remember him. And then uh, he kept like repeating the same sentence over and over again during the <laughs> interview. And I'm like, I don't know if this guy is the one to be being interviewed. I know he's the hero, yeah. but uh, he, I don't think he's in the right state of mind to be doing a TV interview. Maybe he was yeah, that's mesmerized a- by the <laughs> lovely Nicole Nalepa. Well, I can't blame yeah. him for that. And she would make me uh, you know, blubber on with my sentences, too. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, firefighters did rescue one person from the first floor apartment. That person has been hospitalized with serious injuries, according to the department. The arson and bomb squad has determined it started in the living room of the first floor apartment. The exact source that sparked the fire is still not known. Uh, a New York woman was arrested after a head-on crash while driving the wrong way on the Massachusetts Turnpike in Blanford Wednesday afternoon. According to a news release from the Mass State Police, around 4.30, troopers were notified of a wrong-way operator driving east on the westbound side of the of I-90 uh, in, Bland, in the Blanford area. 4.30 in the afternoon. Well, wait a minute. What? She's, oh, 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 she's driving west. She's going the- to New York. <clears throat> so she so she gets on in Westfield, Wait right? Wait She's driving east on the westbound side. So she must have got on... In Lee. Yeah. That's because wow. that's what I was thinking. So wait, wait a minute. So the, the between Blanford and Lee, how many miles is that? Blanford and Lee's probably 20, 25 miles. Because it's like 30 she, miles to Westfield. So yeah, it would probably be about 20, 25 miles. Can you imagine that? I mean, I she's know. driving the wrong direction for 20 miles in the pike? That's crazy. The wrong they, way The vehicle. moment you said that, I'm thinking, wait a minute, wait a minute, Blanford. Yeah, now that, now that you put it together. Well, unless you, unless you got on... You know, you. I guess you could have gotten on at a rest stop if you, if you, if you, if, uh, if like that back gate was open to the Blanford rest stop, which sometimes it is. Yeah, I, su- get I suppose, the, but the pike that way. But it's still a distance. Yeah, I, depending on where she got pulled over, the wrong way vehicle, a 2011 Dodge Grand Caravan, Pff, did you a favor, operated by 39 year old Kayla Savory of Copaki Falls, New York. Now, how far is that? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I don't even know how to spell Kopaki. Where uh, I'm just trying to see where it is in 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 reference to where she got on. Oh, okay. So it's it's on the New York border. But she's still way off. Oh, she's still way off. And going in the wrong direction for miles. Uh, she uh, was found in the area that crashed head-on into a tow truck. Police Jeez. say the impact from that crash sent the tow truck into the left lane, while the Dodge ended up in the breakdown lane. Savory was taken to Bay State Medical Center in Springfield for minor injuries as well as a juvenile passenger with serious injuries. Oh, great. You had Jesus. a kid in the car, too, and another passenger to be evaluated. It was reported the tow truck driver uh, luckily was not injured. She was arrested at the hospital, booked at the state police Westfield barracks, and then taken to the Chicopee Women's Correctional Center. Her bail was set at $1,000 for all kinds of stuff, child endangerment, uh, liquor, uh, above a point oh eight, and... Uh, enter and exiting the unauthorized way onto the mass pike. The details of where and why so she entered prob- the highway. So then it probably, so that would, would it, unauthorized way, would that probably was the rest stop? She could have, or unless she like did one of those turnarounds in the middle of the highway. Wow, that's bananas. I can't imagine. I, I, that's like one of those things that, that, uh, freaks me the heck out is like driving down a road at night and having a car come the wrong way now put that on a highway you're going 75 miles an hour probably yeah yeah you're breaking the speed limit but, well, even, figure, but even, if, even if you're going 65 even if 65 somebody's coming at you even at 30 miles an hour that's like that is probably one of the scariest freaking things to to ever witness. My or, God, or experience. I mean, I I would be very curious to find out exactly where the entry point was here. I mean, I can't imagine she got on at in Lee. I mean, that's 
and then to get tagged in uh, in in Blanford. I mean, that's that's unthinkable. Uh, the city of East Hampton is launching an anonymous ordering system for harm reduction products. The East Hampton Health Department is developing the system, allowing residents to pick up free and health and safety products like Narcan condoms, fentanyl testing strips, and COVID-19 testing kits. I'll take one of each, please. I'm at risk for a lot of things. Actually, uh, I could just order this stuff if it's anonymous and then turn around and sell it on the street. Theoretically, yeah. Residents can order items through a Google form and pick up the items from a drop box located outside of the health department. People who request products anonymously will choose a five-digit number, and the health department will fill that request, placing it in a bag with that same number. <clears throat> the link to order can be found on the health department's website. So you want to get uh, jump on that Narcan bandwagon. It's, it's, all, the, it's all the rage. It Everyone's say, using it. It's free. It says so right here on the bag. They let me have it. <laughs> The uh, police in Ludlow made 44 arrests and summons, including 15 domestic-related assaults within seven weeks. According to a news release uh, sent to 22 News from the Ludlow Police Department, officers were called to 2,163 calls for service between November 23rd and January 11th. That's a lot. Yeah, but you know what's, what? Well, I don't know if, if the story gets into this. All right, so that's just Ludlow. Yeah. And if you report it, as this is, these are Ludlow's numbers, you think, well, what's going on in Ludlow? But is it any different in any other town? Probably not. This is just how they do their press releases. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I mean, yeah. you may find that there's the same number of well, domestics in Chicopee and Palmer or East Longmeadow or, yeah, maybe not, you know, Wilbraham or, or Hamden, but maybe. Who knows? Well, look at, uh, look, remember that viral moment that was going around for the, the, the Chicopee Walmart? Yeah. Uh, on the inside edition, it was like, oh, the police have been called to 3,000 times to this one Walmart in Chicopee, Massachusetts. We're so proud, aren't we? Yeah, but again, I mean, I think those are misleading because, okay, so that's that's one that you've identified. But based upon the proportion of population, are, are is this town receiving more than proportionally their share of any other place in America? I don't uh, know. I'm not sure. Because, uh, I mean, you know, Ludlow is a fairly nice place. It doesn't make me want to act more violently towards I anybody. I don't know. Have you been to Festa? That makes you want to... Every like, single year I've that, been to Festa. That makes you want to knock down light poles and overturn a car. I've and never wanted to punch anybody outside a church's parking lot. Throw Molotov cocktails? No. Yeah. Never. never. One person was arrested on Tuesday... Afternoon in Pittsfield, after uh, police found illegal drugs worth more than thirty-one thousand dollars in street value, according to the Berkshire DA's office, a search warrant was ex executed by the Pittsfield Police on State and State Police on Tuesday at a home on Alden Avenue. Inside the home, officers seized the following: ninety grams of meth, forty-five grams of heroin, thirty grams of cocaine, and over six thousand dollars in cash and prizes to be won here on Wheel of Fortune. Wrong game I, show. I got to get the Wheel of Fortune uh, theme song. Oh, yeah. How about, all right, well, we'll change it up to The Price is Right. All right. Alan J. Ramos of Pittsfield, come on down. You're the next contestant on The Price is Right. Over $6,000 in cash at your residence, 30 grams of cocaine, 45 grams of heroin, 90 grams of methamphetamine, brought to you by Northside. So we're we're going to play pay, uh, Plinko for Pills. 
Bring the delicious flavor of Nor back to your home. Bags back to you. What? I can't wait to bring home the home version of the game. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the home version. Oh, I bet yeah, we're okay. playing yeah. this. Uh, police in Houston are looking for a suspect who had a very bizarre interaction with a woman at a gas station on Christmas Eve. A 20-year-old woman said that at about 10.45 p.m. on December 24th, a black man in his early 20s walked up to her in a gas station and started flirting with her. She ignored him at first, but he wouldn't stop, so she said uh, she wasn't interested and walked outside. The man followed her out and begged her for her number. She refused, told him she had a boyfriend, and wished him a good night. That's when the guy decided to rob her. He demanded her purse while holding his hand inside his pocket in a way he suggested that he had a gun. And just an hour and a half before Christmas. Isn't that a kick in the pants? In the Christmas pants? (laughs) That's that's not the Christmas spirit as I know it. He snatched the purse, said, uh, where's your boyfriend now? Then walked back to his vehicle and uh, drove off. Then the man was caught on surveillance cameras, but the police are still trying to locate him. Where's your boyfriend now, huh? Huh? Yeah. You don't have a big tough guy to get you out of this one, do you, huh? Where is he? I got your purse. <sighs> Wouldn't it be crazy to find out that this guy actually works for this woman's boyfriend, doesn't even know it? Yeah. And she identifies him. Next day at work, he goes yeah. in, sees that guy. Yeah. Beats him over the head with another purse. So, all right. So, there's two conversations going on in the workplace. The boyfriend has got a group of coworkers. He's talking about this harrowing experience his girlfriend had over the weekend. Yeah. Then, meanwhile, this guy comes into the workplace. He's telling his group of friends because you know they have cliques in the office there. Sure. It's at the uh, accounting firm of uh, stick them and screw them, and uh, they work. <laughs> I'm just making all this up. Right. They, do, do we cheat him and how? Do we cheat him and how? Yeah. And then, and then he's talking. He's like, oh, man, you wouldn't believe what I did over the weekend. I, I tried to get this girl's number, and then I robbed her because she wouldn't give it to me. Then I asked her, where's her boyfriend now? And then he overhears him saying that, and then he, uh, he, he you know, flexes and then goes yeah. and kicks the guy's butt. Steve, what you're describing to me is a coffee clatch calamity that you could never actually get away with in the actual workforce. Yeah, probably not. That's going to be an HR problem right away. Isn't everything could be an HR problem you if you really you. want it to be. That's right. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be rainy with a high of 53 tomorrow, uh, cloudy with a high of 34. It's 51 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. GG. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 649 in Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be rainy today with a high of 53 tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 34. It's 51 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, if you ever miss any part of the Bax and Nagel show, check out the daily podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week, Blue McCauley. Uh, he is a, uh, an award-winning singer, songwriter, producer, uh, studied at the Berklee School of Music in Boston. Really interesting guy. He's done a lot of st- a lot of commercial work, but his solo stuff has been is absolutely fantastic. And you can check out that interview on rock102.com. All right. All right. There you have it. Uh, what's going on over there? What you what you got going on? What you, um, what you well, you know, this is uh this is a uh, this is kind of a a weird thing. I. Uh, yeah, I've been going to a chiropractor. Why? I don't know. No, because I, you know, I hurt my neck. You know, I remember I told you a couple weeks ago, I kind of like jammed my neck up. Yeah, your neck, your back, your, 
and you'll crack. Yeah, all yeah. those things. Mm-hmm. All those things. So I've been going and uh doggone it if it hasn't worked. Like I have like I'm I'm feeling pretty good. You know, I mean uh, yeah, for me, I mean, you know, the, the bar is set at a certain limit. You know, I was yeah. like, and there's only so it's it's all gonna feel so good. But the uh, the neck thing's kinda kept me out of going into the pool and exercising. Yeah. So I think I'm I'm ready to go back. Ready to go back in yeah, the pool. Yeah, I think I think it's time to cannonball the uh in the pool and start uh, swimming again. And in this uh this chiropractor scam, how often is that uh going on? Uh fifteen times a week. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, yeah, I'm no, sure that's... you need the, all of those uh those sessions. Well, I have to tell you, Steve, uh, I can move my neck around uh, without uh, without any discomfort. Uh, he's been working on my back, been working on my knees a little bit. Why don't you just go get like a sports massage or something? You know, because like, that's by, by like a like a you know a, a person who specializes in like sports injuries and, yeah. and athletic injuries yeah. and things like that. Well, I've done that. I've done uh, I've done all of that, but mm-hmm. the uh, the chiropractic uh, you know adjustments are the thing that have uh, worked so far really yes hmm. i'm a i'm a believer are you really a believer i am now a believer or is it all in your head is it all mental? it may be in my head <laughs> yeah. but uh you know my head has convinced me of a lot of things that may or may not be accurate i just uh you know the way anybody tells me they've went to a chiropractor it starts out with oh yeah he did a good job and then now i'm coming back three times a week yeah well, you slow down the pace. I mean, you know, at some point, it's not three times a week. It's like uh, you know, like once a month, once no, every other month. But it sounds like another subscription. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, I'm paying for this now. Well, I mean, like, I mean, there, there, there is something to be said about that. But yeah. uh, you know, I know a lot of people that go to this practice. You know, there's other people here at work that yeah. go to the same practice than I do. Ran into a buddy the other day, didn't even realize he was going. And, you know, we're like giving each other bro hugs and high fives and all that other stuff. When I see him in there, he's like, hey, you're here. I'm like, yeah, you're here. Does the chiropractor, uh, do, do they say, like, tell you, okay, well, you know, if you lost some weight, you probably wouldn't have some of these problems. Do they tell you that? Steve. Or is it like, all right, you know what? You're a lost cause. You're going to need to come back here three times a week uh, until you're fixed. I don't. I don't need to listen to your negativity uh, about my weight. I mean, I'm. Well, listen, nobody I'm is more s- aware listen. that I've put on a few pounds uh, listen, during uh, during COVID than me. I am. I am speaking from a from a man who has his own weight issues. Yes, but I do know that you know regular exercise, right, and uh, and eating better. Mm-hmm will not cause you to have as many problems as you might currently have. You know, I was uh, reading this. It was uh, was, uh, some journal of medicine in which the uh, title was No Duh. And, uh, yeah, obviously, if I lost weight or, uh, you know, were better about my diet and exercise, I might not have these kinds of injuries. But with uh, chiropractic medicine... You can still be treated regardless of your size. Oh, really? Yes. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, those things would be a benefit to the long-term health of your joints and and uh, <laughs> cranial uh, to sacral uh, system. I mean, obviously, uh, yeah, that's quite clear. But uh, in lieu of that, you know, why should I be, uh, you know, uh, confounded by pain? And you know what? Uh, my chiropractor is doing a, a damn fine job. Oh, is he really? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yes. 
But, uh, See, because Mr. my cracker, yeah. Mr. Backcracker, Doctor Backcracker was able to crack my neck. Now, had I not gone to see him, we wouldn't even be talking about jumping back in the pool because I could not do what I needed to do in the pool with my neck being the way it was. You just need to practice your wall W's. My wall W's? You sit up against the wall and you make a W with your hands and that stretches out everything you need to stretch out in there. Why would I do that? Because it stretches you out and it saves you money from going to a chiropractor to do virtually the same thing because all they're doing is stretching for you. No, he is cracking my 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 uh, my joints. You could crack your own joints. Not by a professional. I might hurt myself more if I tried doing it my own uh, self. All right. All right. Yeah. I got to tell you, uh, applause to my chiropractor. It's He's doing good work. Sounds like a scam. Yeah, I know it does because you've never been. But if you are ever injured for whatever reason, your joints were hurting or your back was uh, thrown out of whack, I would recommend that guy. And that guy would say, come on over, Steve. Let me prove to you this is not some sort of uh, you know hocus pocus. This is not some sort of scam. This is a, a totally legitimate form of medicine. Which I will charge you a copay for every single time you well, come Well, it's still a doctor. It sounds like a factory. It's not a factory. It's yeah, uh, much more than that. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna remain a skeptic. Yeah, on the go ahead. Thing. Go ahead. But yeah. uh, but me and uh, you know our friend upstairs, yeah. she and I'll tell you. She goes all the time. She's yeah. a big uh, believer too. You gonna argue with her? I don't think you are. You're all minions. You're all just uh, drinking the Kool Aid. That's right. Yeah. Because I'm buying it. I'm buying and it to every bit of it. Shelling out copays every week. No, actually, I, uh, I, I prepaid. But anyway, it's uh, 656 <laughs> with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. <laughs> rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 709 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rainy today with a high of 53. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 33. It's 50 right now in downtown Springfield. And now, live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open Live Friday! 293-1021, that's the number to call for Open Line Friday. I want your hate speech off the show. Bring it to somebody else. The phone was just ringing there for like 10 minutes, and now there's nobody there. I know. Um, You want to call a radio show and use profanity? The Kellogg crew is asking for it today, so bother yeah. them with that stuff. Yeah, you call up them and say things like that. Yeah, use your use your use your profanity <laughs> there. All oh. right, now here we go. Now they're calling Rock One Hundred Two. Good morning, who's this? Yeah, Dale. Hey, hey, Dale. How are you? What's up, man? I'm kind of like with Steve. I don't know. I, I don't really like chiropractors. But then I have friends that can't live without them, you know, and they need these chiropractors in their lives. Maybe, you know, some people are worse great for. Well, you but know, not me. Dale, it's like it's like anything else. If I were to prescribe you a medication, it may work wonders for you, but it may do nothing for the next guy. You know, what what might be right for you may not be right for some. Right. You know right. what I mean? I think uh I think Gary Coleman and Different Strokes proved that. No, a man was born. He's a man of means. Then along come two. They got nothing but their genes. But they got different strokes. They got different strokes. They got different strokes to move the world. All right, Dale. Thanks, Dale. Well, love you guys. Love you. All right, there you go. Rock. Oh, come on now. 
Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning. It's Vince the Plumber. Hey, Vince. Vince how are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Dude, that last guy, he doesn't need to see a chiropractor. He needs to go see AA. No, no, no. no. I see, think he's, he's been drinking already. No, 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 that, no. That's head injury Dale. That's head injury Dale. Now, don't, uh, now, don't you? Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I don't hear him very often, you know? Yeah, no, that, the dude's got a head injury. Now, don't you feel stupid? Oh, my bad. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, dude, I thought this guy's been drinking already. I'm like, dude, I thought I was the only one that drinks this early in the morning. Yeah? Hey, you, you know, Vince, we felt the same thing first time he called. We thought, are you been yeah. drinking? He's like, no, I got a head injury. I'm like, okay, well, that makes I, perfect sense. I once witnessed an accident on the way to work years ago. Yeah. And uh, I pulled over to try to help, and I was like, oh, this guy's clearly drunk. And I'm like kind of making comments to the other people like, this guy's drunk. He had a diabetic uh, reaction. Oh, and yeah. And he wasn't oh, drunk. That he was, was just horrible. confused, and I felt like a dope and i'm like i'm gonna get back in my car yeah like like you ever say to a woman hey congrats when when's the baby due and you find out she's not pregnant like oh you feel so stupid oh yeah no that that's the worst one right there you know oh hey that's the one all right well vince thanks for the call we appreciate it you guys have a good one all right all right right, you too Uh, rock 102 oh come on now Uh, rock 102 good morning who's this yeah it is tom hey Tom. tom what's up Oh, you got the open line Friday. I figured you'd be a ring. Yeah, we're Appreciate here. It. Uh, that's, uh, I'm glad you called. What can we do for you? Well, I just want to talk about uh, when I was in the military and if anyone had any kind of comment on that. What? About you being in the military? Well, I was in the military and doing boot camp. There was a couple of funny things that happened, and, uh, and I'm luckily to have a guy around here that can verify it. But uh, you know, d- different experiences in boot camp are kind of weird. Well, well, give me, give us one good boot camp experience. Well, have you ever heard of a backstab or a backstaff? Dear Penthouse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if they call it a backstab or a backstaff because the the, uh, the drill instructors from all the other training units came busting into your. Uh, your barracks on a Sunday in the afternoon, in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and they just rip right through everybody. Yeah, and they found this, uh, you know, those uh, soul eater, uh, those soul food things they put in your shoes. Yeah, yeah. Well, they found one uh, pair of those in a, in a guy's wrong drawer, Ooh. and now we're all at attention. We're all getting yelled at. We're all doing push-ups. We're all doing sit-ups and shit like that. Uh, all right. Okay, you know what? Told you not to use any foul language. Oh, I am so sorry. Oh, my oh God. yeah, that's right. yeah. We heard that before. All right, all right. Continue with I your know. private pile in the jelly donut store. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so anyways, they put these things in his in his collar. Yeah, and they made him hop around the barracks in front of us, going hop, 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 hop on the bunny adrift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then they, and then in the beginning of boot camp. Uh, you got to stencil all your clothes. Yeah. They can tell when you're not rotating your underwear. Well, this guy wasn't rotating his underwear, and they found a pair that hadn't been uh, laundered. Yeah. They put it over his head, well. and they stuck it behind that. And they stuck him behind that guy jump, hopping around, and they had him going behind him going, swish, 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 on the Maytag washing machine. <laughs> and I'm about ready to crack up. And this guy beside me cracks up. Yeah. And they all pile up over here next to him. And they throw him in front of a mirror and have him put his arms out in front of him. And he's yelling out, ha, 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 ha. I'm going to you in the front. 
And then by the end of it, there's like five there's more? guys behind them all doing the same thing. Really? Wow. wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. And then what happened? Yep. Oh, everything. Yeah. Hold on just a second, please. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll, okay. I'll just, all right. I'll put you on hold. <laughs> I'm getting coffee for the wife. Oh, you're getting coffee <laughs> oh, for the wife? That's oh, great. Man, that's a that's terrific. Right yeah. There, yeah. Okay, go on. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what basically happened. That was oh, pretty funny. Wow. I thought that was really, really funny. Dude, you spin yeah. a hell of a yarn. And you know what? I am so glad that our FCC license hangs in the balance because of that story. Uh, so what branch, right. were, what branch were you in? <laughs> That was in the Navy down in Orlando. Okay. Ah. All right. Listen, we have yeah. a, we have a whole bunch of other people trying to call. It's a great story. But thank you very much, and yeah. have yourself a great weekend. Okay, very good. See, uh, yeah. anybody can get into the Navy. <laughs> Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Good morning. It's Ed Hilton Head. Hey, uh, Nagel. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I consider you the smarter one. No offense, back. Yeah, I'm not. Well, always yeah, no, the you're right. I would, I would never take offense to that. <laughs> this whole chiropractic thing. I, I had three vertebrae. It's a mess. Bulging disc. Chiropractor helped me. I can walk. Uh, you know, the next thing you're going to tell me is that they have their own schools. They, they do have their own schools. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, <laughs> Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? <laughs> Hey, are you talking to me? Hey, hey what's, what's going up? on? It's George from Agawam. Good up, to talk George? to you, George. I, I know you guys are very busy with your lives, so you don't have a chance to listen to afternoon radio like I do. But mm -hmm. that little elfin magic in the afternoon uh, has been calling you guys out, uh, saying that since you leave sausages laying around the break room in the, in the yeah. radio room there, uh, that you guys are participating in a sausage party well you know what happened no, no. you know what happened the hawk man sent me a bunch of sausages and then i got all the way down to like the last bite and then i forgot about it and left it over here on the corner of the of the desk so it was this little tiny piece of, of sausage and uh and it obviously dried out over a couple of days and then oh. uh, and then I, I threw it away but it looked like uh kim kardashian's balloon knot when i picked it up Oh, that's 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 wonderful. Thanks yeah, for the visual. Oh, yeah. you're welcome. By the way, you uh, you mentioned uh, Pat Kelly and and called it little elfin magic. I I appreciate yeah. that. But uh, Pat's had his share of small shrunken sausage before. No. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Oh. Oh. We call him, we call him little, we call him little Smokey. <laughs> All right, thanks, All right, for, thanks the, for the thanks call. The call. Appreciate it. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this Wallace from Glastonbury. Just calling to say uh, good morning. And uh, did you guys uh, play Am I the A-Hole yet? We already did that uh, earlier A couple this days week. ago. <laughs> a couple days ago. All right, cool. All right, have a good day, guys. You too. Uh, thank Thanks you. for call. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, guys. It's Dad Joe Chef and Palmer. Oh, okay. Hey, Dad Joe Chef and ready. Palmer. All right, come on. Let's go. All right. First of all, what do a uh, guy with a head injury, a plumber, and a guy who was a washing machine walking to a bar. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's just one off the fly. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not impressed with the organizers of the New Year's celebration this year over at Times Square. Yeah. Seems like they dropped the ball. Ah, yeah. All right. Keep going. Uh, my buddy over there is renovating a house at work, and the first floor is going great. But the second floor, that's another story. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. another story, is it? Because it's another floor? Go ahead. Boom. You got one more? All right. And then uh, a magician was walking down the street, 
and then he turned into a store. Ah, I get it. Oh, he I turned into, into a store. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There. Thanks, for, thanks for the call. Have dad, a great weekend. Dad joke Chet hey, <laughs> don't call me Chester. Just call me Chet. <laughs> Rock 102. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, How right. are you? <laughs> you guys are laughing already. Oh, yeah. What's I, up, I think that guy from the Navy is the one that actually has the head injury there. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't make heads or tails about what the hell that guy was saying, man. I mean, hello. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, all kinds, you yeah. heard a great story you could share with your friends over the weekend. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a beauty, I'll tell you that. <laughs> share it at the dinner party tonight. <laughs> all right, thanks for the call. Rock 102, good morning, who's this? This is Gary. Hey, Gary, what's up? Yeah, you guys were talking about the, the wrong way drivers a little yeah. while ago. Um, actually, last week when I was got on the turnpike right here in Westfield, uh, there was I had a couple, I, I drive a truck trailer, and when I was uh, driving along, I came across uh, there was a, car, a couple cars in front of us. Well, they they moved over, and and then I realized what the problem was. <laughs> there was like a car driving in the left in the uh, in the what we call the hammer lane or the left yeah. lane, coming in our direction, right 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 in front of the uh, the uh, police barracks. And he got off the on ramp where if I had been coming a little bit later, wow. we would have had a nice little dance. It's crazy, man. They, they, they just, uh, we're going to talk about it in the news, the uptick in the wrong way drivers uh, around the area and around the country. It's, a, it's like a national problem right now. That's crazy stuff. All right, well, listen, uh, drive safe out there. Yeah. All right, all right. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, there you go. All right, 293-1021. Should, Couple- should have asked him what his call sign was. Oh yeah, what's what's your what's your handle? Is it Predator or Gumby? Two nine three one zero two one. We got a little bit time, a little bit of time left for like uh, one or two more. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe and uh, I don't oh, know. There you go. There's like ten of them that just uh, lit up the uh, phone. I got the uh, okay. Here two. we go. Yeah, uh, Rock one zero two. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. Back in my day, we called Navy boot camp. Forced homosexuality. Right. Okay, yeah, thanks. I'm not going to put up with that. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Justin from Winstead. Yeah, what's up, Justin? Hey, uh, I just wanted to say you guys are doing a great job. Um, uh, I I love Steve. Um, you know, back in the day uh, when O'Brien was still there, I always wish that uh, we got a little bit more Steve, so uh, now I'm satisfied. Also, uh <laughs> I was stuck in Oklahoma. <laughs> I was stuck in Oklahoma for a week and a half doing uh, training for work, and I was I was luckily for technology, uh, I was able to still tune into you guys. Oh, oh good, awesome. very All cool. Right. We appreciate that. All right, well, welcome, welcome back, welcome back home. Yeah, thanks. You bet. Thank Beautiful you. weather. Thanks. Okay, <laughs> Rock One Hundred and Two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Lisa. Hey, Lisa. What's from up? Connecticut. I wanted to mention Steve and tell him how much I appreciate his family history stories. They make my day, especially the one about his dad having nine and a half fingers. (laughs) And my sister used to call him old nine and a half. (laughs) Yeah, old nine and a half. You you should write a book called Old Nine and a Half. (laughs) (laughs) I should. The first story will be when he urinated in the dishwasher. (laughs) Well, that's one of the classics. That that has to be mentioned in, in Chapter One. But please keep them up because... Not only is your show hilarious, but those bits are great, and maybe you should even do a segment every week, you know, Steve's family stories and share yeah. some of your sentimental 
stories about your dad. That's a good I idea. Love them. Yeah. That's a great idea. They make my day. You guys are awesome. <laughs> All right. Thank you very right, much. Have a good weekend. Thanks so much. There you go. Well, not too oh, bad. It was good a very open. successful open line Friday. You're damn right about that. Even with uh, dad joke check from Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. It's 724 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Live in concert, Saturday nights at 9 on Rock 102. Complete concerts from rock and roll's great performers. Brought to you by Randall's Farm and Greenhouse in Ludlow. This week's live in concert features the... Still on Rock 102. Rainy today with a high of 53. Uh, Tomorrow, uh, cloudy with a high of 33. It's 50 right now in downtown Springfield. Comedian Marty Caproni will be here in uh, about a half an hour from now. We'll be talking to uh, to him, but uh, but, uh, a bunch of great stuff. Bunch of Marty stuff. Bunch of Marty stuff. Oh, it's always good to hear from Marty. So uh, that is uh, that's coming up next week. We got all kinds of great stuff. Um, yeah, we have actually uh, Steve Weissman from Scamicide dot com. Yeah, that's, so there's that, yeah. and uh, we're off on Monday. Yeah, because we'll be uh, you know, well. I'll be here, but okay. Well, I'll be off on Monday because um, you have tenure. No, no, uh, not <laughs> that. Should a tenured uh, radio host. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not like a college professor. I oh. mean, you know, you you could take the day off too and let them, uh, you know, do whatever they have to do. Yeah, hey, I uh, I make this place run. What are you talking about? Yes. If I wasn't here, this place would fall apart. Yeah. All right. Just remember what happened to the last person that said that. <laughs> Didn't work out so good for him. He's. Across the hall doing stuff. It's 7.30. News is next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. We'll have lingering showers this morning with temperatures popping into the 50s. We'll be dry, breezy this afternoon, mild, with readings in the 50s, then falling into the 40s this evening. Partial clearing overnight. 7.33. We're back to Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. It is brought to you by absolutely nobody. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A New York woman is facing charges after a wrong way crash on the Mass Pike in Blanford. Mass State Police said that when uh, troopers from the Westfield Barracks were called to the report of the wrong way driver who was traveling east on the westbound side of the highway around 4.30 p.m. on Wednesday. When they arrived, they found that the vehicle, a minivan, crashed head-on into a tow truck that was heading west. The force of the crash caused the tow truck to go into the left lane while the minivan went into the breakdown lane. The driver of the minivan, 39-year-old Kayla Savory of Kopaki Falls, New York, was taken to Bay State Medical Center with uh, minor injuries. A juvenile passenger was also taken to Bay State with serious injuries, while another juvenile passenger was also taken to Bay State for evaluation. The driver of the tow truck was not injured. State police said that Savory was arrested at the hospital on several charges, including operating under the influence, child endangerment while operating under the influence, reckless operation of a motor vehicle, negligent operation, and other motor vehicle charges. One of the charges on the the other story that I read was that uh, it was uh, entering and exiting the wrong way. So she must have got, or but it sounds like that might have been like she got on somewhere in Blanford, maybe. But who knows? I mean, well, there's no other place to get on and off in Blanford other than the, the rest stop, right? Yeah, uh, no, there is a uh, there's a maintenance entrance. There's two maintenance entrance. One, out, but usually there's one. There's one that's like that's always open. I've always been tempted to pull over and get off there. Yeah, I don't think they want you to do that. Yeah, I don't think they want you to do that either. But uh, that one's always open. That's on the westbound side. Yeah. So she technically could have gotten on there on the at that little thing and and got on the. Uh, 
She was traveling I suppose, east in the westbound side. I, I, I suppose, but I mean, Jesus. I Because mean, the only other way to have gotten on would be all the way in Lee, which just, I mean, that didn't even seem fathomable that, like, that, 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 that you could be going what? the wrong direction for that length of time. Well, if you think about it, <clears throat> think about it. <clears throat> if the car comes into the barracks saying, hey, there's a wrong way driver, who knows how fast they're going? By the time the officer gets to that location where the where the car then crashes, yeah. So who knows how long it took? It could have. She could have very well gotten on. Unbelievable. It. Yeah. Unbelievable. And it's, you're saying this is happening more and more. Yes. Uh, this is. It's been a week since the deadly wrong way crash in Connecticut, which took the life of a Connecticut State Representative Quentin Williams on Thursday. Mass State Police reporting another wrong way driver this time on the Mass Pike in Blanford, which we just talked about. So far, uh, no reports of this accident being deadly, but the wrong way crashes have become a growing problem in our area and the nation. A 39-year-old woman from New York was taken into custody on charges of driving under the influence after a car crashed into a truck. I just did that one. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. Things can happen so quickly when you're driving. You have to be alert because you don't know when the other guy, what the other guy is doing or thinking or what state of mind they're in, expressed West Springfield resident Maria Schwartz. I guess they couldn't get an official to comment on this. They just asked some lady from West Springfield. Do you ever accidentally do it? What? Like drive like uh, like the wrong way on a one-way street? Um, yes. I've done it. On a wrong-way street in New York City yes. years ago. Exactly. I went the wrong way, and luckily there was no traffic obviously, coming towards me. It was like a side street, and I went down the wrong way, and yeah. then quickly realized without freaking out, going, eh, "I better get to the intersection," you know, and finally got out of that. But uh, see, I've done scary. it, and, and and like kind of panicked about it, like, "Oh my god, I'm going the wrong way," and I didn't even realize it until like you're going. I mean, you're you know moving forward with your vehicle, and you realize, "Hey, wait a minute! All these cars are parked on either side of the street, yeah. in the opposite direction." Why is that? Yeah, why are they all coming? Sometimes I'll do that. I'll drive down a street. You ever drive down one of those streets that is a two-way, but cars are allowed to park yes. in either direction? I, I, um, hate I, that. I hate that because that makes you freak out thinking that totally. you're on the wrong street. Oh my God. According to AAA, alcohol consumption, older age, and driving without a passenger increases the risk of wrong-way crashes. Unfortunately, this woman had two children with her. Yeah, I just I, the whole story from when you when you when you did this yeah. an hour ago and you said you, you mentioned the story is like how how does this happen? Six in ten wrong way crashes involved an alcohol impaired driver. Also, that uh, drivers over the age of seventy are more at risk of driving the wrong way than younger drivers. Nearly eighty percent of wrong way eighty seven percent of wrong way drivers did not have a passenger with them. Uh, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, said Schwartz, and once saw a wrong way driver on the mass pike coming towards her and her husband. She was thankful to be with him when it occurred. Absolutely panicked. Luckily, I'm observant and noticed it and told my husband, hey, I think they're in the wrong lane. And we moved over. You just have to keep an eye open for the people around you. AAA says the top safety improvements that can prevent these crashes include an alcohol ignition interlock device to stop drunk driving, as well as states installing more visible traffic signs and signals. From 2014 to 2018, there was a 34% mm. increase of wrong-way crashes. Yeah, you can't drive the wrong way down the street if your car won't start. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm wrong about that. 
But, you know, that just that's one of those things where most states don't require you to have one of those things unless you're a repeat offender. Right. So most people with a with a first time DUI don't get that. That's one of the things that they're trying to push for that. I don't know how much I agree with that or not. I think a first time offender and I don't and I don't know the numbers. So it, it would be very interesting to, to know what the what they would be. You know how many first-time offenders never do it again, but because know, you, because of uh, of the inconvenience and expense and danger of 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 doing it at all. Do you? I mean, should you necessarily well, equip someone's car with an interlock device after after a, a first offense? I don't. I don't know. Two? Yeah, I have no problem with that. Well, it's a controversial topic because you have to put yourself in the shoes of a person who has lost someone due to a drunk driver. You're probably, I mean, you're probably, your mentality changes all about sure. that. You probably say, you know what? Every car should have one of these. And you kind of look at it in a way where <clears throat> I guess they kind of should, you know, if, you, if you've had a first time. Uh, yeah, but offense. right now it's seen as kind of a punitive measure against someone who is offended. Or broke, you know, right. broken it's, the it's law. It's more a monetary uh, yeah. punishment. Yeah, if it if it were a, like a standard piece of equipment in every car that everybody had to use in order to start their car, you know, it's a bit. I mean, it's yeah. a bit heavy handed, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to argue with it. It's heavy handed, but it's also you know you run the risk of people who use mouthwash will set those things off. You know what I mean? Like right. if you if you use a scope, you're not even a drinker, and the thing comes in the car already. Yeah. What if you blow into the thing and then it says you can't start your car because you had mouthwash this morning? Suppose I'm just eating the olives from the martini and not actually drinking the drink. I'm just uh, you know interested in the snack. Do you ever eat the cherries in the 151 rum? They like marinate them. In the yes, water. I have had those. Those will knock you right on your. You're damn right keister, they will. Right. You're damn right. Uh, when they're it really good on ice cream too. I bet you they are. They're real good on ice cream. Rum raisin ice cream. Just even vanilla does the trick. When it comes to barbecue food in Massachusetts, the Food Network has picked a favorite that many local residents may agree with. The Food Network has released a report of the best barbecue restaurants in every state of the United States. For Massachusetts, the brisket Reuben of this number one restaurant won over the competition. The network picked BT's Smokehouse in Sturbridge as the best barbecue in Massachusetts. I've never been there. I've heard nothing but good things. I've, um, I've heard it's really, really good. Luckily, the problem is you got to go to Sturbridge to get there. Yes, that's the only draw. And I, you know, listen, I got to go to Central Massachusetts. Uh, can I was going to say, isn't there a BTS in Connecticut too? Isn't it the same place? That's uh, Bears. 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 I'm yeah. sorry. And Bears one. is good. Bears is pretty good too. I like. I like. Given a, a given a given a choice between like Bear or Theodore's, mm-hmm. I'd probably go to Theodore's. One, I really like the food, and then you know it's more convenient to get to. Yes, but have you really tried the menu at, at Bears? Bears? Yeah. yeah, no, I went. A, I've been a couple times. Oh, really? A buddy of mine, he and I used to go uh, every now and then. We we get together, we'd have lunch. We went to Bears a couple times. I uh, it's fine. I'm go- I'm gonna it's good sometime soon. Attempt the brisket on the smoker. Oh, yeah. I want to try it. Yep. I'm not doing this whole 16 hours, then wrap it in butcher paper for another eight, and then, you know, that kind no, of No, no, do it right. Do it the right way. Because of the why, because a, a big piece of meat like that, with yeah. all you know, the expense of getting a big 
freaking biscuit. Low and brisket, slow, baby. Do it the right way. Low and slow. Oh, I know. I like I like brisket. So the one in Connecticut is uh, Connecticut smoking with Chris. Where's that? It doesn't say where it is. Smoking with Chris. Oh, it's in the Southington. Smokingwithchris.com. Eh, it's a little bit far. Yeah, but hey, you want to try good barbecue? I love the good that good cucumber uh, when they make the cucumbers with the salad. Salad, yeah, yeah that's I awful like good that too. Yeah, that's with, awful with good beef beef brisket. I like when the meat's got like uh, some crispy bark on it. I like that. I like crispy bark, and, but but tender meat. Tender meat, but crispy bark. I like that a lot. That's the that's the perfect balance that yep. you got to go get. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, going to be rainy with a high of 53. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 34. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Aware Recovery. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 749. And Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rainy today with a high of 53. Tomorrow, uh, cloudy with a high of 34. It is 53 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Comedian Marty Caproni will be joining us next hour. That should be a lot of fun. But first... Now hear this with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh... Clip number one. That was... <laughs> Had to get I that think out you... of me. I think you may have got some on me. I had to get that out of me. I was uh, trying to think. Hey, uh, 10-year-old, clip number one. You ready? Yes. 10-year-old named Jeremiah is destined to be a great sports reporter. Here he is skillfully interviewing Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams. He's a little close to his microphone. But keep in mind, he's in a football stadium with a lot of noise around. All right. Now I'm here with Devontae Adams, wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders. He's got 95 receptions for 1,443 yards. He's got 14 touchdowns, and he averages 15 yards per catch. Man, it's an honor and a privilege to meet you today. Pleased to meet you, man. So one of my greatest memories of my life is going to your camp and doing a seven-on-seven against you. Yes, sir. So what is one of your greatest memories in your childhood? I would say when I was young, maybe about seven or eight years old, I had an opportunity to meet J.J. Stokes, who was on the San Francisco 49ers at the time. And that memory stuck with me because I was the first professional athlete that I met, and it was just a great experience. Really nice guy. He helped out all the young kids and gave us great advice. So I probably have to say that. Can we get a picture? Yeah, let's get a picture. Yeah, look at that. Hey, wow. Quite a little professional. I, uh, I think Scott Cohen might want to think about uh, finding another place to work because yep. we could hire that kid. He he reminds me. Remember at the the Mayflower Marathon, there was a there was a kid who was volunteering. Yeah, the kid we, from Westfield Volk. Yeah, yeah. We, we gave him the microphone. The kid just like went off on on sports. Oh, I, we were feeding them lines too, but he was he was repeating them. Totally repeating. That's them, exactly what we need. Dude we was just, on fire. Yeah, yeah, it was unbelievable. See, uh, these this younger generation, they know what's going on. Yeah, we th- we think uh, today's kids are going nowhere, but they're they're a lot brighter than we uh, give them credit for. Uh, clip number two. Here's a man setting the Guinness record for biting aluminum cans in half. He bit through thirty six cans in one minute. We've edited the version. Five, yeah. four, this guy's just biting three, through cans. Two, one, stop. In your attempt today, 36. 36. Congratulations. You've bit through the most cans. 
why would you start doing something like this? Why, what know. makes you think, you know what I really like to do? Bite cans. What makes anybody do any of these, uh, you know, Guinness record yeah, things? Yeah, you know, biting, biting cans, you know, chewing glass. You know, you know, I, I, I can see, the, remember the lady with the longest hair? Yeah. You, you saw her on the balcony and the hair was all the way down to the second floor. Right, right. The store. Uh, things like that, or well, the fat twins on the yeah. on the mopeds. Yeah, that's interesting. But then you yeah. also have like someone who's got like the world's longest fingernails. How are you supposed to go to the toilet with, with fingernails like that? Oof! Ah, with the fingernails, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> clip number three: An Amazon delivery driver posted a video to let people know what happened to him on the job, show, showing that he fell into a six foot hole. He quickly figured out it was a septic tank and couldn't get out. Oh, jeez. There's Charles talking about the situation while he's knee-deep in the stink. Delivering to this customer's house, and I just fell into a septic tank. I don't know if they were digging it or what, but I walked by it, and the ground came out underneath me. I'm like six feet down, and I tried using these roots around me to get out, and it just pulled more dirt on top of me, so I just called dispatch. Hopefully they're going to get the cops or the fire department here because I definitely don't want to try to climb out on my own again because, like I said, the walls are kind of caving in on me. Charles posted that he was able to get out with the help from the fire department and then still finished his route, which I don't know if I believe that or not. Really? You finished your route? I'm taking the rest of the day off. Uh and I don't want the I don't want to be the next customer with the package that you're just handling. Yeah, no kidding. What is that smell outside? Oh, Amazon delivered something. Do you do you buy a new pair of shoes off of Amazon? Uh yeah, I guess you're gonna need new shoes. Yeah. Uh, you know new work boots. UPS is the brown one. <laughs> Not Amazon. And uh, our final clip today. Yes. Um, this is something uh, I discovered uh, by sl- on Spotify when you listen to our show, when you listen to the Bax and Nagel show. Okay. If you, it's only on podcast you can do this. You can slow down or speed up the audio. Yeah. So to speed up, it's like we sound like two chipmunks. But if you slow it down, we sound really drunk. <laughs> and this is our conversation. Uh, just a little bit of our conversation from earlier this morning about chiropractors. Okay. Right? Yes. Uh, but you could buy a bunch of food. You could uh, go on a big shopping spree. If oh, you no. This is about Mega Millions. Mega Millions jackpot tonight, which <laughs> is up to an estimated $1.35 billion. Remember yesterday when you asked me uh, if you won the jackpot, what would be the first thing you'd buy? Yeah. And I said groceries. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you need to have $1.35 billion to buy a full week of groceries these days. Well, I would buy a giant uh, side of beef. Uh, yeah. And, and, and a cooker big enough to cook it. <laughs> And then invite a bunch of people over for a party. Oh, I don't, I don't want people over the house. Because <laughs> you're all going to come there wanting to get, you know, a little bit of my $1.35 billion. Actually, um, yeah, $1.35. Here's, here's some weird things about the numbers. It's Friday the 13th. <laughs> 
Which means no one's gonna. This win. goes on for like four <laughs> minutes. You can you can uh, shut that so? down. At but, uh, one, three, five billion dollars. That's thirteen, thirteen right there. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you can shut the sound effects okay, off. Too. Okay, okay, very yeah. good. Yeah, how about that? That's huh? good. That That's was good. that was hilarious. <laughs> it's uh, seven fifty six. We got comedian Marty Caproni coming up next hour. It's uh, Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. How cold is? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 809 and Thin Lizzy with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Rainy and breezy today with a high of 53 tomorrow. Cloudy with a high of 34. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. Always good to welcome back Marty Caproni to the studio. Good to have you. Here good to see you. Good to see you guys. Uh, haven't seen you since the uh, big turkey day there, the... Uh, the Mayflower Marathon, you guys did well this year. Has it been that long did since we, we saw you? Did we skip you the entire month of December? You did. You, you know did. why? Because we just wanted to go on vacation. That's well, all we wanted to do. You know, I wasn't yeah. taking it personal, but uh, I'm well, glad it worked out. How This was a record. This was a record-breaking one in spite of the uh, our yeah. friends yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. This is the best one we ever had. Perfect. Hand, hands down. That works out great. Yeah. It worked out great for me. You know, I was able to come down, see you guys, and then lose a whole bunch of money while I got my free coffee in <laughs> a casino. <laughs> All that money that could have been donated to those poor uh, people that need that food, and you wasted it on a well, slot Well, I like to machine. think when I leave the extra 12 cents in every slot machine that doesn't come out, and then the homeless people come through there and, and push the buttons to get it out, that that's my that's my way to give back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, extremely you know, generous of you. That, that is, uh, that, that's obviously a, a, a trick all casinos do. You know what I mean? They they because of this cashless system now. Yeah, they that twelve cents going. Yeah, so you just leave it. You know what I mean? You leave right. it the thing. Sometimes if I really want to help them out, I print out the ticket and I leave it right on the thing, and then I walk away. You know, I try well, to. Some granny's gonna come over and pick that up and put it in her <laughs> uh, petty slot machine and say, "Thank you, Marty Caproni." <laughs> the uh... They, they they really uh, did a winter wonderland down there. They picked uh, ice skating now in the in the courtyard. That that worked out well, huh? Yeah, ice skating. Fifty three uh, degrees out today. I'm sure that's going great. The uh, ice skating. <laughs> I'm I'm sure they got like some sort of uh, some zamboni that that freezes it up for about an hour. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, all I know is that uh, I'm I'm waiting for the first ever um, drive by ice skating shooting downtown. Is what I'm uh, waiting for. So. <laughs> Hopefully that won't happen. Yeah, right. yeah well, it's a pretty safe areas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got it. Sorry, lots case, of security yeah, over there. In case anyone's listening, yes, downtown Springfield, super safe. Make but, sure but to come on the, down. But Bring in, your that, in that area, Bring it's, your it's nothing, nothing but security cameras. That, that, that is true. In the MGM block right there is great. If you step outside mm-hmm. of that too far, the wrong way. If you take too far of a turn going to Wahlburgers, you're taking your life in your hands. But probably, uh, you know, yeah. It's not like it was uh, during our days. You know no, I mean? back in back in our day, it was much much more of a rough neighborhood down there. Well, but you had the walk. You know what I mean. Everyone would have uh, Worthington Street and the Hippodrome on one end, and the Mardi Gras on the other end, and you would migrate whichever way your night went. Well, you you're know? going the opposite direction, though. What? Do you, well, if you went the direction towards the end of the night where the Mardi Gras was, you knew yeah. it was going to be a disastrous night. And if you went the opposite way, you knew you were just a creep. Or, yeah. or if you started and ended the night at the Stonewall and never oh, left God. it, <laughs> then I don't know how you assess your, your, your success on that night. But you, you know you're in for some, you're to a real treat at the Stonewall. Is that still there? It's, it's now closed. Oh, I'm shocked. You know what I mean? I'm shocked that a bar inside a bridge abutment is closed. <laughs> 
Well, that's where all the good bars are yeah. inside of Bridge of <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. where they are. Right. One, of, one of my favorite places in all of Springfield was the was the Stonewall. Did you, you used to go there? I, I went there. You're I went there gentleman. once, but the uh, the experience was unforgettable. Oh, sure, I'm sure. Um, it was. We I think we I went with a group of friends, and we 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 were at the fort one night. We, and yeah, yeah. Someone said, "Let's go to the Stonewall." We're like, "Yeah, let's all go." So we went to the Stonewall. It is the uh, most lit building in all of Springfield. It's like the brightest bar you've ever saw in your life. That's just because of the lights they set up for a crime scene investigation. They just don't take them down. They leave them there. <laughs> when our group got there, we were like a, like four couples. They all went to the to the. You Stonewall. guys are brave. Talk about a culture clash going from Germany to the Stonewall. Wow, yeah. You're really multi multicultural. <clears throat> Can you imagine what couples night at the Stonewall Tavern used to look like? <laughs> what do they do there? Square dancing? I, yeah, I don't know what it was. Yeah. Man, what a what a what a night to remember. <laughs> <laughs> so you got uh, what do you got going on now for as far as uh, upcoming shows? Well, it's great that you asked, uh, gentlemen. Um, so I feel like every time I was coming in here, I was saying two weeks and give us some time and this and that. And we were going back and forth because we were getting the kitchen open and everything else. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got it open. We did a little test show on New Year's, which was super fun. Everyone who came had a good time. Uh, we are now uh, launching for uh, for full open, so comedy uh, will will have a home again. Uh, awesome, good. Here. Yeah. yeah, about damn time. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. So, and uh, this Thursday coming up, um, I'll be doing a showcase, almost like what we used to do at uh, at Cabot when we were down in uh, in downtown Chicopee. Um, we will be doing a like a showcase where it's like a, you can get yourself uh, a little meal, so you can come after work if you yeah. want. Get yourself a little meal, watch a show. And how many comedians you got? Um, usually that's a showcase, so we're usually looking at like five, you know, and it's a mix anywhere between five and seven. It's a mix between amateurs, you know, kids that are on their way up, and yeah. some. I, I usually throw one or two people who want to do it their first time. So if anyone's listening and they're saying <laughs> themselves, I really want to try comedy, you know, and you got some friends that want to come out and see you or whatever. Uh, it's a better way than the first time of going to an open mic, which is what I'm sure you had to do and yeah. what I did. Um, you know, the open mic is always hostile. Everyone's, it's about 10 comedians, <laughs> three people in the crowd that didn't know a comedy show was going to happen. Yep. And then, and then, uh, the comedians are in their notebook doing their own stuff. No one's listening to you and you die a horrible death. Do you, do you still go to those, the open mics? Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, I hadn't for years, mm -hmm. you know, on the road, you're, if I had to work new stuff out, I'd just drop it in the middle of my set somewhere. You know, if you're right. doing a half hour, 45 every night, you'd drop a little new part in the middle of your set, and then you would you could figure it out that way. But um, I've started now to go to a few of them around here, uh, mm -hmm. which is – it's crazy, man. It's a it's a flashback. You know what I mean? It's it's like it, – it's it'd be like if you were in the NFL and then you were like, yeah, man, I'm just going to go uh, play some flag football at the park yeah. and see how that is. You know, um, it's – it's uh, it's as bad as I remember. Um, it is really <laughs> horrific. It is, uh, but y y it's also part of it. And y you have this officer and the gentleman thing that y you feel like you want to come in and you'll see someone who's funny and you're like, I just want to scoop them up and carry them out of here into regular shows and let yeah. them build yep. a career. But you realize that that you can't do that for everyone. It's it's all part of it. Going through is a, a rite of passage to. And that's You're, where you develop your chops. Right. You know? it's, it's almost a, a necessary exercise. Yeah. Especially for someone, you know, they may have like a good two minutes, if, you know, a solid two minutes. And the four or five drunks that are in the in the bar may respond to it in a very positive way. You, Yeah, you learn that, too. You learn when you're doing them, 
you learn how to get people to pay attention who have no desire, sometimes not even no desire to listen to you, but sometimes actually hostile yeah. that yeah. you're doing. How yeah. many shows did we do, Steve, coming up where they wouldn't tell, it'd be like a American Legion or something, they wouldn't tell the people that there was going to be <laughs> they a never tell the people. show. <laughs> so you just got like five guys catching up who like haven't seen each other in three months. They got the kids out of the house, the wife went away or whatever, and they're, they're all having a beer, but, and then it's like, surprise, hey, look at me, I'm a... But, I'm an idiot with a microphone. <laughs> but but there's something about, and I don't think you realize this when you're new and you're doing this, that that dead silence that you hear oh. is actually a good thing for you. It's, it's a very good thing. Yeah. You can hear glasses clinking. Oh, yeah. You can hear people like burping and, you know, doing all the things that, other than laughing at you. You, hi- you get your chops from that. I remember once at Cabot, I was on stage and I was explaining to people, they were like, what is it like when you're up there? I said, well... You get tired after, which sounds stupid. You sound like a real jerk when you tell people I work a half hour a night sometimes and I get tired. Oh, no, it's, a comple- it's completely draining. But all your synapses are firing in your brain, and it, and for that moment, it's almost like you're you're almost like doing some superhero stuff where yeah. your eyesight's better, your hearing's better. So I remember once uh, I was on stage, and it was a silent moment. Like, it broke between jokes, and the cook dropped a bunch of silverware in the kitchen. And after the show, I went in and I was like, you dropped a bunch. He goes, how did you know? I said, I know. I said, and I, if I had to guess, I'd say it was spoons. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, how'd you know? And I said, I could hear it. And he said, they were plastic. And I go, I know. <laughs> He's like, how could you hear that all the way? But it does. It, it heightens your stuff. So, yeah. But w- with those showcases, so I'll take like a couple people. You know how people message me, say, how do I get started in this? How do mm. I... And I will take one or two of those. I'll mix them in with with some of the newer kids that are on their way up, that are up and coming. I'll mix them in with them, and then I'll mix in a few pros too, so those kids can see the pros work, yep. and they can get an idea. The pros get to do new material, variety and stuff. action going on. Yeah, and and mm-hmm. the, the the you know I make it. It's usually pretty affordable for the for the crowd. We'll probably do like a twenty dollar ticket, and they'll get dinner or something with that. Mm-hmm. And 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 for that, you know. They're gonna eat and then watch a show. You know, it's worth it to, to come out if you don't want to cook. And then you build a little base from that. And then you know, when the weekend shows are running, it's a whole different. The body. thing, the thing I love about it, is, and you know, there hasn't been a dedicated comedy. Club. I mean, you know, there's there's Roar, but I mean, Roar operates you know, just on the weekends. It doesn't operate like a, like a typical comedy club Correct. would. And when it's I, downtown Springfield, so you know well, there's a I, lot of people around here that that that's the last thing they'll do. But but MGM gets a lot of people from Albany and right. Vermont and New Hampshire and stuff that come down. Right. That for them it's like they're it's their Mohegan Sun. But like what I but what I like about it is is that whether people realize it or not, there's a lot of comics in this area. There uh, there is there is a community of of comedy in in every city, but in Springfield without a doubt, and it needs a place. To thrive. And when we started, I mean, Steve will tell you this, there was none of that. We were like a hodgepodge group of Western Mass kids. There's about four of us. Um, There's a couple kids from Northampton. There's a few kids from um, uh, Connecticut, you know, Pat Oates and his his friends. And we'd all just kind of meet up and do these terrible mics and these terrible shows. And that's that's. But also, that was some of the best of times. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were fun. We all sit around and talk. Whenever I see Pat, we sit and we talk about that. You know, all the, the 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 craziness and the shows where fights broke out and people throw bottles at your head and all that all that crap. You know, and and. uh you know, in Western Mass, I, I, I was going to talk about this if it's okay with you guys, but you guys always joke around. You're like, oh, Marty, you're like the godfather of comedy in Western Mass, which I, I appreciate. But I will say, like, the true 
godfather in comedy in, in Western Mass to me was Artie Robb, yeah. who yeah. who uh, was a great comedian here, um, right out of Springfield, uh, and uh, I got some great stories about him. But he was a rite of passage too, because he he was always still going to mics and stuff, even though he would be doing some big stuff on weekends. He was still always doing these mics and these these terrible shows and all this stuff and he he didn't usually drive so he always would pick newer comics <laughs> right and be so, like hey man uh i need a ride i'll take you to the show i'll get you some time maybe I, get you some pay I, you know? I actually got a couple of gigs because of that because of, because of uh, giving him a ride there's so a rite of passage st- and right now i know there's probably 10 comedians in western mass listen like I, I did that with Artie too i did that we, yeah we all did i don't know how the guy did that that guy was up every single night of the week doing shows and he would take you some of these funny shows and and when you do Urban shows like uh, uh, you know, they're they're if you're a white guy, you're sometimes you're the only white guy in the whole room. And Artie was plugged into that circuit, and he would take it. And if he thought you were funny, he would vouch for you so that you'd get a decent spot. He took right. me to so many, and then you do good or you do bad. And he <laughs> right. would let he would. T- I did a show one time with him in Worcester, Massachusetts, and I'm telling you, this was a real hood show. And I was on stage, and I made the mistake. I changed one thing in one joke. Instead, all the black guys that went before me were saying weave instead of hair. Yeah. So I said weave in this joke that I had, and it was real offensive, apparently, <laughs> to the ladies in the crowd. Yeah. And this lady goes, oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, hell no. You need to get off the stage. Like, said it conversationally. Not right. like a heckle, but said it to yep. me, like, as a friend. I'm telling yeah. you, you need to get off. The-. Yeah. And then everyone was like, they were like, oh, no. Oh, hell no. And then the whole room turned on me. 200 people turned on me. And I proceeded to bomb so hard. I was supposed to do 20 minutes. I think I made four and a half minutes. And they started mercy lighting me from the back of the room to get off stage. You, you know what the funny thing is? You're telling this story. This happened to you. But deja vu did it not happen to me with the same Artie Rob story of bringing me <laughs> into probably a, the same venue. A group, no, it was Chicago down in Springfield. Oh, God. Remember the martini bar <laughs> yeah, down yeah, there remember, years ago? Yeah. And uh, I said something. And I'm not going to repeat what yeah. I said because... It wasn't even offensive, right? But it was the way I said it that somebody said, "What do you mean by that?" Yeah, it, and I'm like, Ugh. and when you're new in this too, <laughs> yeah. you don't have the confidence in what you're just saying. Whatever makes people laugh over and over again, so yep. you don't yeah. so half the time you're not even thinking about it. And like, what do you mean by that? And you're like, uh, in your head, you're like, oh, anyone who heckles me, I'm gonna show them. And then they say <laughs> it, and you're like, I don't know exactly. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> Listen, I'm just trying to remember my jokes for <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's I just, a, yeah. <laughs> I left my punch lines in my comedy bag outside. I don't have an index card for any of this. I'll be back. That's what happened to me. So I bombed so hard, and I I left. I walked out of the building. I walked into this um, alley on the outside, and I just went back there. And I remember someone gave me a cigarette, and I was sitting there with a cigarette, my hands shaking, and I was like – because I had a lot of success early on. I, I wasn't used to bombing, so when I would bomb, it would shake me to my core. Yeah, and I couldn't sleep at night if I bombed. It, this is a true story, and there's probably a, plenty of people vouch for it. St. James Avenue Subway in St. James, Massachusetts, was open till three or four in the morning on weekends all the time. Mm-hmm. If I had a bad show, I would go to the St. James Subway after my show because I knew it would still be open no matter what time. And while everyone, all the drunk people were in line getting their subs. I would stand there and I would tell jokes until I killed in the subway so then I could go home. They'd give me a free sandwich and I'd go home. That is the saddest story ever. That's how mental this job makes you, right? That's crazy. So, so I'm I'm in I'm outside in the alley and I'm smoking a cigarette with my hands shaking. Artie was like, 
yeah, man, just go outside, take a breather. It's, it's going to be fine. Of course, he goes up and murders in the place, trashes me because he has to. That's what you got to do when someone bombs that bad. And I'm sitting there with my hand shaking, and then five big black dudes from the show come walking. I'm like, yo, you the comedian? And I was like, well, I said it out loud just like I was in a movie. I go, well. Didn't didn't see it all end in this way. This is a plot right. twist. Like I was like, here I'm gonna get I'm gonna get murdered and thrown in this dumpster in Worcester, Massachusetts for yep. saying weave. And they were like, yo, we wanted to tell you, uh, our girls hate you. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I got that. And they're like, yeah. And they told us to come find you. And I was like, okay. And they're like, but we just want to tell you, man. We we thought you were pretty funny. They're like, but we can't we can't let our girls know that. So you you probably should leave. <laughs> so I think they well, told hey, their girls they threw me in the dumpster. I couldn't get in my car fast enough. I le- I didn't get paid. I didn't do nothing, yeah. you know. And I drove out of there, you know. But Art Art was uh, he was the best. He had a stroke. I mean, we talked about it the one of the times I was yeah. in here. He recent he just passed away like uh, last week. And uh, and the the community here of comedians is still kind of reeling from that. And then everyone's sharing all these funny stories about. Yeah, Art. yeah. You know, he'd be driving the show and he'd be like. Hey man, real quick, could you pull over and hit that package store? We, you know, and- we started at the Clubhouse Lounge. You, oh this was God. before you started the, yeah. the Clubhouse Lounge in Holyoke. That was the name of the bar I was trying to uh, to, to to think of. I'm and, sure it was uh, lovely. It he, like- he, listen, he, the open mic. He was the seasoned guy that would just blow everybody yep. away at the end. He would come out dressed up, his shoes yeah. on a Friday night, his his coat, his shoes, everything. Yeah. But he was the best. And there's a GoFundMe for him. Uh, it's on his Facebook page if anyone wants to donate to that, Very Marty good. Rob. You know. We'll have uh, more with Marty Caproni. It's uh, 826 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. 3-1 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. Springfield firefighters put out an apartment fire on Federal Street. It started around 3.30 this morning. The 22 News crew could see fire trucks, Springfield police, and ambulances at an apartment building. At a fire. Weird. Don't expect that kind of thing. <laughs> it was crazy. There was a fire truck and a police car, and they were going, wee, 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 wee. Kind of weird if they didn't see that, you know what I mean? And there was a guy Snow with plows a, and <laughs> they just figure they're gonna let it burn to the ground. Then there was a guy with a big fire hat and a big mustache on his face, and he said, "Give me some more line, okay?" <laughs> I mean, uh, what do they expect to see? People out there making yeah. s'mores? I mean, of course you're gonna have emergency equipment there. Firefighters did rescue one person from the first floor apartment. That person has been hospitalized with serious injuries. The arson and bomb squad has determined the fire started in the living room of a first-floor apartment, but the exact source that sparked the fire is still not known. So I guess we're just going to have to wait and find out. I'm blaming it on legal weed. Legal weed? Yeah. Maybe someone fell asleep with a joint in their mouth. It's it's possible. Burn the whole neighborhood down? Like the old days. My parents, do you remember, I was talking about it. Well, the old days. Now, the buildings they make, they don't catch on fire that easy. Like the drywalls, fire resistant stuff. But in the old days, the it was terrifying. You know when firefighters had the big, thick mustache like they did adult films? Like yeah. th- th- that, that was like real firefighting. That was when like yeah. if one guy in your neighborhood fell asleep with a cigarette in his mouth, half the neighborhood burned down, and they had those stickers they would put on your window, like your kid is in this room, save the kid in this. That's when I knew my parents didn't like me because my brother had a huge sticker on his window, and mine was like the size of a registration Oh, decal. the top finder? <laughs> yeah, they're like, save the smart one, and if you can get to the stupid, noisy one after, go ahead, great. You know, they don't use <laughs> those anymore they don't well they yeah, don't 
the tot finder yeah that sticker is that how yeah. do you the only person i ever know who knew what that is we had them in all of the we had five kids in the house so there was a one on every window in every bedroom the right. tot find that sounds i don't know it does yeah it does sound a little creepy doesn't it, it? it sounds yeah. like an app yeah. for guys in windowless yeah. white vans yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> like if you put that sticker up in your window today you you probably have to register somewhere <laughs> a uh, new york woman is facing charges after a wrong way crash on the mass pike in blanford mass state police said the troopers from the westfield barracks were called to the report of a wrong way driver who was traveling east on the westbound side of the highway around 4 30 p.m on wednesday when they arrived, they found the vehicle, a minivan, crashed head-on into a tow truck that was heading west. The force of the crash caused the tow truck to go into the left lane while the minivan went into the breakdown lane. The driver of the minivan, 39-year-old Kayla Savory of Kopaki Falls, New York, was taken to Bay State Medical Center with minor injuries. A juvenile passenger was also taken to Bay State with serious injuries, while another juvenile passenger was also taken for evaluation. The driver of the tow truck was not injured. State police said that Savory was arrested at the hospital on several charges, including operating under the influence, child endangerment while operating under the influence, reckless operation of a motor vehicle, negligent operation, and other vehicle charges. One of them was uh, entering and exiting the wrong way. So I wonder if that means they probably don't know where she got on. Right, right. They can't figure it out? Well, because there's so many different interchanges you know those little turnarounds, and there's maintenance facilities. There's uh, she's tr- hammered, bombing down the pike the wrong way. Hammered, traveling down the mass pike the, the wrong way. Craziest part about that thing is that she was well, not the minivan. I mean, I, I think if you're going to be a, a a drunk idiot in a car, that's probably a good one. That's not the one that cops are looking for when they when they're looking for a drunk. But I feel like uh, <laughs> 4:30 in the afternoon is like what kind of day is she having, right? I mean. <laughs> Well, yeah, you, you, you probably, hear about those probably, at four in the morning. You're like, well, uh, geez, you know, but not taking the kids to soccer practice. What? Is, how hard is life? I mean, I mean you think about that. Let, let's let's just assume the worst, or that she goes the wrong <laughs> direction from Lee. Oh my God! Four thirty in the afternoon. We actually, even if she gets on in in Blanford and only lasts like you know five hundred yards, right? It's four thirty in the afternoon, <laughs> right? I mean, it's, that's you know, you, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's like yeah. that's the really rotten. Way to end. That's a rotten way to go into the weekend. Well, it, that's a, that's a, a, a three day weekend, no yes. less. I know. My my cousin was a state trooper, and he told me they used to have tables, and they would train the cops that at certain hours on certain days they could tell you what the likelihood is that if they pulled someone over it was impaired. Like on Saturday at two in the morning, if they pulled someone over, there's like a sixty percent chance they they would they could have somebody for a DUI or whatever it is. I'd like to see what the table is on like a Thursday afternoon at four thirty in the in the afternoon. You know? It's probably fairly low. Yeah, I'm gonna guess. <laughs> I'm gonna guess. I mean, that's that's not a scientific. How about uh, those kids uh, though? You think they though. knew what was going on? You think you're like eight in the back with your feet just swinging there in your chair, trying to nicely tell your mom, "Hey, uh, wrong. I think we're going there. You shut up, <laughs> Marty. I'm I'm gonna guess the kids are kind of used to this now. yeah <laughs> that mom's doing that wrong way driving thing again <laughs> here we go <laughs> it's like we're on a roller coaster oh God, <laughs> like, terrible. It's, it's a horrible horrible thing it's I mean, terrible I'm not, it's a minivan they were probably watching a movie they you know they were probably Maybe. watching barney or something screaming down the pike the wrong way yeah, you know, I got one of those in my minivan. Oh, stop bragging, Steve. Yeah. The ladies are listening. Jeez. I know, I know. <laughs> Which part are you bragging about? You the minivan the or the entertainment system? <laughs> Steve's like, you want to go to the movies? Where? It's in my third well, row. So. <laughs> well, did you, did, you ever, did you ever give the minivan? Did I what? Did you ever give a minivan? 
I don't know what. Two in the front and five in the back. Oh, rear. God. Oh, God. <laughs> never had that before? That's what they do. They take you all. Now? Oh, God. You can pack a lot in there. There's a lot in there. It's early on a Friday. That's right. Oh, God. <laughs> well, that, uh, that went down. That went very well. Yeah, that went well. Uh, it's Friday the 13th. Uh, are you feeling nervous? No. No? If you if you are, you're not alone. Around one in five people uh, are with you on being scared or nervous about having it be a Friday the 13th. A recent poll found 19% think Friday the 13th is really bad luck. That's a... Uh... That makes no sense. I mean, I feel like uh, all 30 days of the month usually for me are bad luck. So I was I mean, born on a Friday the 13th. Oh, that makes sense. That adds up, especially after that <laughs> minivan comment. Well, hey, hey, hey. It set you in line for a long life of driving uh, ridiculous vehicles around Western Massachusetts. 26% uh, say overall say there's at least one thing in life they're superstitious about. Are you superstitious about anything? Yes. What? Uh, white lighters. <laughs> service, service, service. Yeah. bad service. Yeah. Talking about fecal matter. Uh, the uh, the white lighters. That's one of those things that I'm superstitious about. What's the white lighter thing? Uh, white lighters are bad luck. So like if, if really, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. That one's a big Why? one for me. What what what's the reason? What's the is there like a history behind that? There is a history behind it. Uh, it involves me. Um, Someone saying that to me and me being like, I'm not superstitious. And then I used a white lighter and then all hell broke loose so literally five minutes after. So you're me. just basing off of what somebody said. Well, yeah, it's like personal experience. Like someone said that. I didn't believe it. I literally was like, I laughed in its face. I yeah. lit, lit my white lighter and uh, five minutes later, uh, about 10 police officers kicked in my dorm room door at my college. Huh. And uh, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You now, know, if it was a yellow lighter, you wouldn't have had these. No, I wouldn't. I don't All think right. I would have. Uh, you know what leaps out to me in this whole, whole story? Right, so you said 19% of the population believes that Friday the 13th is bad, yeah. right? Yeah. You know what that says to me? What? That 81% of the entire population thinks that 19% of the population are freaking idiots. It's crazy. <laughs> right. That's true. We are kind of idiots. Yeah. No, I, I know. I just, it's, I, I think I'm on the 81%. I hey. believe the full moon thing. I believe that more than the Friday the 13th thing. I believe the full moon makes people act weirder. I believe that too. Yeah. I, I've, uh, and you talk to anybody who works in an emergency room at a hospital, they'll tell you the same thing. Same yeah, exact that's thing. That's why. Right. And it's a full moon. Uh, we'll have two Friday the 13th this year. This is all my Friday the 13th facts. I just, I wonder if you can get someone from a hospital calling about Friday the 13th. And, and say, if is it any different than any other Friday? Like, is there just a whole host of people coming in with axe wounds to the head? Probably. Or there's there's probably more uh, crazy, yeah, crazy injuries. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Uh, the next one is in October. My birthday is the next Friday the 13th this year. Really? Your yeah. birthday going to be on Friday the 13th? Uh, I was born on a Friday 13th, and this will be the Friday the 13th. Now look at you. How about that? Moving Makes up sense. in the world. Uh, <laughs> I could keep going with these stats for the Friday the 13th. Well, they're all fascinating, but i got to believe this. There's <laughs> well, other you know, news uh, in the world. Bax is a nice way of telling you this. <laughs> did you know the word for fear of Friday the 13th is impossible to pronounce and 23 letters long? Paraskevidecatriophobia. Hmm. Who do you know that doesn't know Paraskevidecatriophobia? Decatriphobia. Oh, well, you mean, said it right. Yeah, How about yeah, that? Yeah, sure. I don't know. Uh, if you're not superstitions, it's a good day to fly. According to Kayak.com, Friday the 13th plane tickets tend to be cheaper because no one wants to crash 
from 30,000 feet on Friday the 13th. I think that uh, the police, when they pull over a minivan on the pike, should make ask the lady, what's the fear of Friday the 13th? And if she says it correctly, they should just let her go on her way. Yeah, like, it's a way to Parasite receive a warning. Yeah, right. All right, you're, you're clear. Go ahead. Uh, all right, let's change up the subject then. You ready? Yeah. If you were on a first date and found out the person worked as a telemarketer, would it would it change your opinion of them? No, I don't think they would change my opinion. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't want them to call me. An annual Gallup poll. <laughs> an annual Gallup poll found telemarketer. Oh, by the way, survey. Survey said. Survey says it. That's Richard Dawson. You that's can't your, hear it. That's Richard your drop. Dawson from the Family. Food I heard it. Survey. I heard it through your. You did. Okay. An annual Gallup poll found a telemarketer is the least trusted profession, or it's least weighed down there. They don't ask about every job in the world, but of the 18 jobs listed, telemarketer ranked last. You Only. know, what's hard about this story is you're talking about telemarketers, but this information is coming from radio hosts and stand-up comedians. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're, right. We're, we're, we're next on the list. Yeah, like bankers and lawyers didn't make it in there? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I mean, at least telemarketers stay to the well, script, you know what I mean? <laughs> the rest of the bottom five are car salesmen, business executives, and people who work in advertising. I mean... We kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the staff here. <laughs> Nurse was voted the most trusted profession for the 22nd year in a row. You better trust them. Garbage. Then it's, then no, it's, I'm just kidding. Then it's doctors, pharmacists, and high school teachers and cops. Oh, wow. That's an interesting list. Yeah, doctors, pharmacists, high school teachers, cops. Pharmacists, really? Yeah. yeah. Trusted? You have to trust them. Where, where do you think all that Oxycontin is getting to the streets there from uh, trustworthy friends? Well, oh, not, you don't have to on. trust all of them. Oh, right. You just got to right. trust the one that you're using. Right. You know, one time I... Bankers uh, did not make that list at all. No. Lawyers no. didn't make that no. list. Well, they might be on the list because there's a full list, but I'm not going to go into yeah, that. Yeah, all right. Well, but if they're not at the top or the bottom. Uh, one time I went to a CVS and, a, you know, the kid opens up the window. Yeah, yeah. And he's got those... Like the earring, you know, the the, the holes in the ears. Oh, and he's yeah. Got, like, the dinner the, plate, the top, yeah. hubcaps in the he's ear. Got, he's got the nose studs coming uh, out. He's got all kinds of different, like, you know, uh, stuff on him. I'm like, you know, I'm thinking about this. This is the guy This is the guy you want filling your Oxycontins. Yeah, yeah, right. Because yeah, yeah. he's going to fill them like like a guy <laughs> fills fry bags at five guys. One for you, one for me. Yeah, one like you're just you. taking a whole handful. You know, you're I like those, extra fries in the bag. Those kids are f- funny. Like that, they come in there like, "What's up, bro? Can I get a job?" It's like that's not how you ask for a job. It's like, Woo, "Why not?" It's like, "Well, for first reason, you have hubcaps in your ears." And it's like, "Well, I can take them out." It's like, "Yeah, now it looks like your face is melting." You know what I mean? Like it looks like you're the guy in Indiana Jones. I, you know, I never understood that why people would do that to their bodies, knowing that. This is permanent. This isn't like something you can just take. Do you out. ever see them when they when they do have to take them out for yeah. like their work? They look like some yeah. some yeah. funyuns. They in look your ears. like deputy dog. You know what I mean? The big the funyuns in your ears. Funyuns. I like What's that. What's up, one. funyun ears? Give me my meds. I gotta get out of here. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> You're a pioneer. Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be rainy with a high of 53. Tomorrow cloudy with a high of 34. It is 53 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah. Oh, yeah. Hello. State 47 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. I just gave you the forecast. Yeah, it's not, you know, yeah. nothing you need to know. Marty Caproni's still here, though. Yeah, it's I'm, good to have you. I'm so happy to be here, you guys. I, so, I so love coming in. The, uh, the Loft is going to be doing a showcase show on... Uh, next Thursday, next we'll Thursday. start with our, with our shows. Yep, um, We're open there, View Street Tavern in Chicopee, uh, 92 View Street. The old September's, if you remember that. It's been yep. completely gutted. 
and redone. Uh, we have a great chef in there, Joe Fernandez, an executive chef, turning out amazing food. Um, and uh, the comedy club is upstairs, and uh, it's 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 really something to see. Like it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great time. And you said you're gonna start booking regular shows. So yeah. So if anyone goes to the website, probably within the next day or two, um, they'll start to see the full calendar um, um, kind of filling in. And uh, we're actually teaming up with uh, friends of mine that run a comedy club in uh, Rhode Island, uh, the Comedy Connection in Rhode Island, my friends Corey and Dave, and, and they're going to be helping with some of the booking. So we're going to have some some clout from them awesome. to bring in some cool national acts. So it'll be cool regional guys mixed in with national guys. And then every Thursday we'll be doing that showcase, which, uh, like I said, if anyone out there wants to try stand-up comedy and be like, I, I, you know, they don't want to do a crappy open mic, then then hit me up on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and uh, and come through. You know, I'm more concerned about the food. What uh, what's the uh, where's the menu? Well, this, this is uh, great. Place? So so Joe is an an awesome chef, right? Yeah. And uh, he started teaching me. I like to cook. You know, during the pandemic, I learned how to cook. But he started teaching me how to cook in a restaurant for the last few weeks because his wife was pregnant. Congratulations to them. They just had a baby, Alexander Joseph, the other day. Oh, yeah. And, uh, nice. and I'm in the kitchen helping him out the other day, and he's showing me some stuff, and then he just goes, hey, go get Ed, who is the owner. And I got Ed, and Ed comes in. He goes, hey, I got to go. Um, just let Marty uh, kind of handle <laughs> as best he can from here. He's like, uh, my wife's water just broke. So I was actually in the kitchen <laughs> with uh, Cassandra and Art and uh, Nuno, and we were uh, we were holding down the fort. But... The food is uh, a wide range. There's some Portuguese food, if you like Portuguese food, uh, bafanas and uh, chorizos and all that stuff. Uh, we have a flaming chorizo, which I'm, you know, flaming sausage. I'm sure you'd love that, Steve. Comes, then, it, comes oh, in the yeah, boat? Yeah, yeah, it comes in a little boat and you nice. light and it's, it's flaming underneath. Um, we have uh, the Asian nachos that he does with like ahi tuna on top of the nachos Ooh, and a wasabi cheese sauce. Wow. Um, and then you know your staples, your your other stuff, flatbreads and salads and a burger. The burgers are amazing, uh, burgers, fries, picadinos, all these different dishes. It's it's the food's great. List every dish and their price. Uh, I could do that right now. I really <laughs> could do that. Yeah, I know. I know. No, I'm uh, I'm interested to to check this place out. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be great. Like I said, and, and any Thursday you want to come in, you know, whatever, uh, jump on one of the showcases, or if you want to close one out, or or whatever, it's going to be fun. Like I said, it's a mix of some amateur one or two first timers and then we'll have some pros on every show so that you know the people in the audience are getting their money's worth too you know sounds good man well, yeah awesome. because uh you know to be honest you know sometimes the first timers are it's rough sometimes it's rugged it's, it's rugged but yeah. you know what occasionally you'll see someone that's gonna they're gonna hit something and there's gonna be one day they get a laugh and that it totally transforms their mindset and you can see it happen the, fir the first time someone gets a big freaking laugh and you're like you could just it, it just it fills them with like adrenaline like you've never seen it's a hundred percent true and i think we've all experienced it and like when you have that moment you're like oh this is what i was born to do and you have that thing and then of course you have a lifetime of bombing after that where you're like am i oh, really yeah. born to do this but um no, it's 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 true. The amateurs, the amateur stuff makes it fun too, because even the pros on the show love to see one or two people. You don't want to load a show with amateurs because then it's not going to be fun. But if you put one in there or two in there, and you have six people on a show, it usually works out fun because you can see them either succeed or fail, and either way, it takes you back to when you started. Ah, it takes you, know? you right back. It takes you whips it's you right great back. Great experience for the audience too. Yeah. Who wants to listen to that. <laughs> it whips yeah. you whips you back to the old. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, it like it's, yeah, it's been a while since I've been in that uh, environment, but uh, I I just remember uh, you know kind of feeling like oh man I'm I, I'm I'm kicking ass every week, and then 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 you that one day the humbling the comes. one day where you just eat a big bag of oh, D's yeah. right there on the stage, man. Oh my god, that's what I want to be there for. Comedy's like one of those things. It's <laughs> comedy's like one of those things uh, where you you. The the comedy gods, as we always say, have a great way of humbling you. Like you, you could do a great show, you know. I, in fact, I had this happen with you. I did the Mullen Center on one night, and the next night I did that bar in Aguam. Oh yeah, the uh, what was the? Uh, I can't remember the name of the place now. It's like headquarters or something. Headquarters, like that. yeah. I yeah. did. Oh that. yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, then it turned into to something else. It turned into a bunch of different. Yeah, places. I went from like six thousand people to like six, and yeah, uh, in twenty four hours. You know what I mean? But it, it's that's that's the business. That's the game. You have a sometimes on a weekend you have five shows. You'll have four shows. You're like, this is going to be great. It's usually one show every time that happens. You're like. Yeah, I figured it out. I got my hour down. I know what I'm doing. And then the last show, you just eat a fat one, and you're just like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. You know. The funny part about it is, because you, you, you talked about it before, that that community of of, of local comics, yep. you know, kind of, and you even hear it, like, on a, on a, on a broader scale. Like, yep. so guys playing, like, the bigger rooms, the bigger clubs, like, in New York. You know, there's always, like, this community of, of comedians. They're friends, and they get yep. together, and they bust each other's stones all night. But when someone... When someone bombs, it's uh, it's the most satisfying thing for every other comic, whether or not they had a good set or not. There's something about oh, here he goes, he's gonna go with that joke. Oh, he missed it, and it's like you you feel for him, you you feel bad, but you know you're just gonna rip him apart when he comes when he comes back. When you're when you're in the back of the room <laughs> and you just see it going sideways, you see that person make the wrong choice. Oh yeah. You you feel bad for a second, but if you know the person is is here for the for the long haul, you can't help but sit there. And I mean, I I remember in Minneapolis at the Mall of America, I bombed in front of these I I have these Minnesota people. Man, they're so fake with their fake nice. <laughs> I bombed so hard, and all I could hear was Jesse May in the back of the room screaming laughing the entire time you know <laughs> and uh, tracy morgan told me a story once he went to montreal he was doing his big everyone in montreal used to get their sitcom deals and everything yep. and tracy was like i was on stage you know and he's like telling the story the way he does and he's like i bombed so hard i heard somebody take a pull of their cigarette <laughs> he heard the crackle of the cigarette he goes he goes i, I that's how bad he goes i could hear the ceiling fan yeah one of the things that that that, that i remember happening in in clubs all the time is that on occasion though a comic will be on stage and it's like one of these guys where every comic in the building just shuts up and says we got to watch this guy yeah and that's re- that's a really cool experience and i remember a couple of guys who who did that? You know, they, everybody would come out and and just they just wanted to watch him perform because he was he was operating on a really high level and and with a great deal of respect. That happens from time to time. It's it, kind of cool to see. It does. And and one of the things when you're talking about doing the open mics, like when you go back to the open mic, that's one of the things if you let your ego get away with you because the young guys like I can't believe this guy's. It's like the Pope walked in. Yeah. And you're like, oh no no guys, 
it's fine. I know you're thinking like I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just bomb like the rest of you bomb while that guy's eating pizza. You know, like <laughs> sitting there standing. Like I'm gonna yep. do the same exact thing. In fact, I'm probably gonna bomb worse because I'm not doing actual material, <laughs> and you guys are doing this five minutes that you painfully crafted over the last three weeks or whatever. You know? Yeah, but even if they're there just to you know to work out a set that that may be on TV or or. Or oh. whatever. Occasionally that happens, and it's like it, it, that's that's a real cool thing to watch. Yeah, and we're gonna have that. Like we had at Cabot, we had uh, Ryan Hamilton before he did his Netflix special. He came to run his Netflix special. We we got him last minute. He's Jerry Seinfeld's opener, and yeah. he was he was doing. So he took the train up and he did uh, four shows running his Netflix special right there for it. And you watch you watch them run that because you're like, oh, you start to see the choices of where they ordered their jokes and yep. how they how they put stuff. It's it's pretty cool. It's like put those those last swipes of paint on a, right. on, a on a masterpiece. Yes. it's like yep. yeah, it's like the last couple of dots. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yep, yep, absolutely. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm excited. So, and I appreciate you guys always letting me uh, come in and talk. Oh, about Oh yeah, the, anytime. anytime. Good nonsense. to have you. Yeah, thank you guys. No Com- problem. Comedian Marty Caproni. It's eight fifty six with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. This one two Springfield's classic rock. It's uh, 9-12 and the Allman Brothers with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Rainy today with a high of 53. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 34. It is 53 right now in downtown Springfield. Listen, I have to uh, I have to get out of here pretty soon because I want to avoid uh, the rush for uh, Mega Millions tickets today. I thought you meant the Martin Luther King Day weekend traffic. Um. Well, it is the busiest, among the busiest travel weekends of January. Uh, there's no question about that. I just don't want anybody to get in my way between me and a convenience store buying my quick picks. Uh, all right. I see what you're going with that. Well, I mean, $1.35 billion is enough for me to uh, kind of curtail my day. I mean, normally I would go home after the show and just like, you know, sit in the fetal position and uh, and cry myself to sleep. But today I'm actually going to get out of the house and buy tickets. All right, then. Well, I hope... I got, I got, I got the whole day planned. Uh, I hope you win. Do you really? Yeah. Or are you just saying that you hope no, I win? No, because you already told me you were going to give me some of it. You were going to hook me up. You were going to take care of yeah, me a little I, bit. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah. 200 bucks. Is that fair? Listen, uh, you win, we all win. I mean, uh, that's the way it goes. If I win, I'm going into early retirement. Is that what you mean by everybody wins? No, no, I meant uh, as far as uh, monetary compensation goes. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd give you like 200 bucks. Yeah, that, all right. Should, That's uh, I could buy $200 worth of scratch tickets with it. Well, I don't want to give you a gift, a financial reward for something that's, you know, you're going to get, you know, highly taxed on. Yeah. You know, I figured like in small but reasonable increments, right. uh, I could show you my appreciation. You're, you're at least 200 bucks. What? Think about that. Wouldn't it be absolutely crazy if you won? Oh, yes. Wouldn't it be just like bananas? Like your whole life would just change in an instant. They tell you that you got to go into it with a certain uh, frame of mind. Mm-hmm. Like you have to think about playing the lottery as being fun. Yeah. Rather than you're playing to solve all of your financial and personal no, you problems. It can't, can't, you can't put that kind Frankly, of. If you have that many financial problems, you shouldn't be buying lottery tickets. Right. You should maybe. <laughs> you know be responsible for the right. money you do have and then you know and that but but if you're doing it and and using the mindset of i'm going to win and have a lot of fun then you're going to be fine listen today is payday yes i am going to take 10 percent of my pay and buy the tickets with it smart yeah 
So Smart. 20 bucks goes to the tickets. You still got 90% left. Yeah, that's 10 tickets. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> 10 tickets. Hey, you want a joke? Uh, oh, yeah. You know what? I uh, uh, Hold on a second. I uh, forgot to actually do we, uh, put do we, that in Does there. it even matter? Do we even care? I, I actually forgot to put it to, to, to get it ready. <clears throat> is that uh, is that wrong of me? You know what, Banks? You know what you need? <laughs> what do I need? Listen, why don't you take the weekend, take yeah. Monday off, yeah, and uh, we'll take care of everything here. Maybe you All need right. a little bit of rest. Maybe Fair you enough. need to go see another chiropractor visit. <laughs> crack your brain back into I, I'm, functioning. I'm, I'm not going back until next week, but you, maybe that's what I need. Well, there was a joke. But, and, not, uh, uh, but not right now. But not right now. Yeah, wasn't prepared for that. It's 916 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. On Rock yeah, it is. You, you put it in there. You put that in there. I did put it in there. But you didn't put the joke part in there. No, that's in there. That's it. The whole joke Actually, is in. Actually, the whole joke is in there? Yeah, the whole joke is in. So why don't we play that? Or did you already stop it and now you can't find it? Oh, anymore? no, I paused it. Well, I can play the rest of it. Why don't you play it? Springfield's classic rock. All right. Uh, so three rot- Rottweilers are at the vet in the waiting room. Rottweilers. Wait- yeah, waiting to be seen. They're looking at each other with curiosity. And one finally breaks and talks to them and says, hey, what are you doing here? And the other one says, oh, look, I was quietly lying in the sun in the front garden when the postman came through the gate to deliver the mail. And I thought, well, now's my chance. So I ran over and I savaged him. So now I'm here to be put down. The other two expressed their horror as uh, <clears throat> at this as they felt it was a justifiable action, right? Mm-hmm. The second is asked, uh, so what are you doing here? And he proceeds to explain that he was wandering around the garden at his home and this ball came over the fence and hit him on the head. Then a kid ran in to retrieve the ball. He explained that uh, then he thought, well, I'm not having any of this, so I ran over and I savaged him. So I'm here to be put down, right? <laughs> Okay. And the other two equally uh, horrified at, at this, and they felt that, well, this was a justifiable action as well. It went on for quite a bit, and then one of them asked the uh, the first Rossaro, well, we explain why we're here. What about you? So he explained his situation. He's like, I was walking about my house, and I walked past the bathroom, and uh, my female owner, I noticed her uh, naked, leaning over the bath as it was running. And I thought, well... This is my opportunity. So I just ran and took it, and I uh, had my way with her. Right? Really? <laughs> okay. And it goes silent for a minute among the other Rottweilers. And then finally they asked, and you're being put down for that? And he goes, oh, no, I'm just here to get my nails clipped. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you see that? You see that? It's Bexon. Oh, no, no, no. The, the wrong one. one. Oh, I, I, the wrong. I can't get Steve. this thing in, in the right way that was supposed to be this. Bexon Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here.